What's up, everyone? Welcome back to NFL Only here on Spark Talk. And today, I will be going over my draft grades for the 2021 NFL Draft. Uh, sorry we got this out a little bit late. Uh, uh, Houston, we were trying to do this a week after. You know, try to uh, really dive deep into these grades and try to get them as right as possible or as right as we want them to be. But Houston... Uh, unfortunately, he has a new job, uh, or fortunately, he has a new job, and, uh, you know, it just, unfortunately, we couldn't get our schedules uh, right, so I'm getting this out today, and hopefully, we can get something going uh, tomorrow for the, for the schedule. We were going to dive into the schedule tomorrow, and try and just go over, or just going over our favorite games of the season, and what we're looking forward to. Uh, this coming uh, year in the 2021 NFL season. Uh, but with that out of the way, I'll get into my rankings here. Uh, I'm going to do it by division. So I'll go from, uh, you know, whatever, like the NFC North, uh, which is the first division I'll go over in this uh, podcast. But, yeah, I'll just go there, uh, go to the NFC North, and then I'll go from the bottom up. So whoever I think had the worst, I will go to the highest. So... Uh, the worst, the uh, worst, the best, I should say. Yeah, but without, but kind of with that in mind, we'll start it off with the NFC North, and the, and I had the Packers as the uh, worst team, uh, or the worst draft in the NFC North, and I had them as a C. Uh, I I just didn't really like what they did, and a C, I think a C is very generous. What they did, you know, you had all the stuff with Aaron Rodgers, right before the draft had started. And maybe they had a game plan going in. Maybe they wanted to draft uh, a defensive player, a cornerback, uh, with the uh, in the first round. But uh, maybe uh, you know the Aaron Rodgers stuff may have uh, really changed things up a little bit. But instead, they still go a cornerback, and a cornerback I necessarily did not like all that much. Uh, I just I wasn't a big fan of Eric Stokes coming out. I actually like Tyson Campbell, his uh, teammate, a lot better uh, than him. I thought Tyson Campbell had a lot better upside. Tyson Campbell ends up going uh, first pick in the second round to uh, Jacksonville, but I just I really did not like that. I did not like the pick. I thought there was a lot better corners up in the draft. Still, so you had Kelvin Joseph. I know he had a lot of off the field issues, especially when he when he was at LSU. But I thought there was just a lot better players there besides um, Eric Stokes there with that pick. Like Asante Samuel Jr., I thought was a lot better. But they go and they get him, a player I'm not too high on. And, you know, then they go and they get Josh Myers in front of uh, Creed Humphrey. And Creed Humphrey, I forgot where he went to the Chiefs. They pick him right before that. And I thought Creed Humphrey was one of my favorite, he was my second favorite interior offensive lineman in this draft behind Landon Dickerson, and uh, I just thought they should have, if they were going to go center there, they go, I think you go Creed Humphrey instead of Josh Myers, I think Josh Myers is a solid player, uh, I think he'll be a pretty solid NFL player, but I think Creed Humphrey has that Pro Bowl, the all-pro potential, uh, the potential that you want in a center, and I think they just kind of missed on that pick, but you know, time will tell. Uh, a lot, a lot of these picks, time will tell in the draft. I could be completely wrong about it, and that's the beauty about uh, that's the beauty about football and analyzing, uh, just analyzing sports in general. You know, you, you can be completely right or you can be completely wrong 
Uh, it just depends. It just depends on how it plays out. But in the third round, they go out and get Amari Rogers, who uh, was a player I liked a lot. I think a third round pick was a good value pick for him, especially what they needed at the time. And kind of just going back to the uh, first round pick, I think they could have gone out and they could have gone out and get Elijah Moore, who I thought was an outstanding player at Ole Miss. They could have gone out and get Rondell Moore from uh, Purdue. I thought he was outstanding. Tutu uh, Atwell, Dwayne Eskridge, if they liked him a lot. Terrence Marshall, a lot of people had a first-round grade on him. You know, they could have gone out and get something to help Aaron Rodgers, maybe want him to stay, but instead they decided like they did last year and was like, we're going to build for the future rather than, you know, build for now, which I think is completely weird. And I think it's a little backwards thinking a little bit. Especially when you have your team go to two straight NFC championships and lose one by getting just strip dominated and one in the run game. And then the other one, you know, you, you barely lose on the goal line uh, on a fourth on a failed fourth down conversion and a, uh, you know, iffy, iffy pass interference call. But a lot, of the, a lot of those games came down to them not being able to stop the run. And they don't go and they don't they don't take a defense alignment until the uh, fifth round and uh, to uh, to Daryl Slayton from uh, Florida, you know I like I just don't I just don't like it. Uh, Slayton's a big dude. He's gonna be a um, he's gonna be a nose he's gonna be a nose tackle. He's a big dude. He's a he's a uh, he's a gap filler. He's six four three thirty, and he's gonna be able to fill those gaps for uh, Green Bay. But you need you need somebody that can change games of. Uh, uh, at the point of attack, uh, in the middle of the in the middle of the defensive line, and you know, like you look at the uh, look at the Rams, look at the uh, Buccaneers. They get Nobkinsu. The Buccaneers have Nobkinsu. Uh, they get Vita Vey. Look at uh, the Rams. You know, they had Michael Brockers for a long time. They had Aaron, obviously Aaron Donald. You know, you look at Chicago. Uh, you know, they have Eddie Goldman last year, but they had Eddie Goldman and Akeem Hicks up the middle for Chicago. So you need. A uh, you need you need some of these run stopper run stopping defensive uh, defensive linemen that can really make a difference on your team. I think Slayton could be a very solid player in the NFL. Uh, just depends on how they utilize him. But I just I just didn't really I did not like this draft for uh, for Green Bay at all. I just I, I wasn't the biggest fan uh, of it. I liked their seventh round pick. If we kind of go down there. Uh, with Kylan Hill, you know, a very explosive uh, running back out of the backfield who I think could kind of sneakily make some really solid plays throughout the season for Green Bay. And I'm really, I'm really excited. And he's a kind of, get, uh, he's kind of, he's very similar to the LaFleur style of offense, the Kyle Shanahan style of offense. That's both of those trees come from, uh, obviously, uh, Shanahan. Uh, but they run very similar style of offenses, very run-heavy approaches to uh, a lot of stuff. So, and they want explosive running backs. You know, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has been phenomenal for them. They go out and they get a person like um, AJ Dillon last year, very uh, physical, not the fastest guy, a very uh, you know not a scheme fit for kind of their offense a little bit. But they go out and they get Kylan Hill, a very explosive. Uh, running back on Mississippi State in the seventh round. I think he could be a very solid player early on for them. And I, I like that pick a lot. I wish they would have had that kind of thinking going like in the first and second round 
Uh, I just I just wasn't too fond of their draft. I thought they uh, could have drafted better players at at positions like uh, obviously uh, like I said earlier, Creed Humphrey in the second round over Josh Myers, and then maybe going out and get Kelvin Joseph or going out and get uh, Elijah Moore, Rondell Moore, and I'm blanking on the other corner, uh, Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, Tyson uh, Tyson Campbell, the other Georgia corner, but I, I just wasn't too fond of their draft, and especially with all the stuff with Aaron Rodgers. You want Aaron Rodgers to stay, and Aaron Rodgers has been wanting weapons uh, on his team besides, you know, Devontae Adams, and they just didn't go out and they didn't do that. I like Amari Rodgers, but I don't think he's going to be that difference maker, uh, that dynamic duo type of person. I think he's going to be a very solid slot receiver. But I don't think he's going to be that dynamic person that you want to match up with, with uh, Devontae Adams. So, with that, uh, with that, we'll go into my. I have a, I have a tie for second here, um, in the NFC North uh, with the Lions and the Vikings, and kind of spoiled who my number one is there. But you know, uh, I'll, I'll start with the Lions here. Uh, let me try to pull them, pull them up real quick. Uh, and ESPN has like the, the way you look at some of these. Uh, there we go. Yeah, actually, yeah, Detroit here. I really like what Detroit did here. You know, uh, they go out, and I think they're looking for a wide receiver early. Um, early in the first round, obviously, the seventh pick. They're looking for a wide receiver early, and two wide receivers go. that they, I think that they wanted a lot. You know, Jamar Chase, surprisingly to me, I'll get into that here in a little bit, goes to the Bengals. I did not, um, I was not expecting that at all. And then, and then Jalen Waddle uh, goes to Miami, which I, I pick. I picked that for them. I thought, you know, Tua and Jalen Waddle, I think, had a better connection than Devonta or Devonte and uh, Tua at Alabama. So I think you go out and you go out, and especially if Jamar Chase is going, you go out and get Jalen Waddle because uh, I think they have a little bit better connection. Is what is what I've seen at, at Alabama and then on the field as well. But then the Lions, you know, they go out and they get a. A potential future. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word here, but they go on. They get a, they go on and get a left tackle that can be your left tackle for 15 years. Uh, you know, I, I really like that pick for uh, Detroit there, especially when you have somebody uh, like Jared Goff there at quarterback. Where it's still worth to say a little bit. You still want to see Matthew Stafford at quarterback, but. I really like uh, what they did. You know, you, he's not the he's not the most mobile quarterback. Uh, you know, if you still like your if you still like where your tackles are, you know, you can move uh, Sewell in the guard until he kind of refines his technique a little bit because he still has a little bit of technique issues. Uh, and then he can move him back outside the tackle, or you can just move around and play with the offensive line a little bit and keep uh, Sewell a tackle, which maybe I think they'll end up doing. Uh, but I really, I really like that. I really liked that pick for Detroit. I don't think I said what their grade was. I think I had them at A minus. I, for me, nobody. I think uh, the lowest grade I have is a C minus, um, in this draft. And I th- yeah, I think it's about it. So yeah, that's kind of the lowest I went with it. Uh, you know, I didn't want to give it. I didn't. I didn't think teams overall had a terrible draft. I think they made some bad choices, but I think overall. You know, nobody had a terrible draft. I think it was either just okay uh, stuff I didn't like 
uh, pers- uh, personally, but you know maybe the team uh, liked it. But yeah, I don't I don't really I rarely go to like D's and F's for my draft grades. You know I try to keep it like trying to keep it level headed a little bit and try to you know I guess like I think uh, you know the word here, but just try to keep it. I guess like I guess like a neutral, unbiased thing because with the the you know me being a Bears fan, you know I could I could I could have put the Packers at like an F because I did not like their draft at all. But you know I think they made some very solid picks later uh, in the uh, draft with uh, Slayton from Florida and then uh, you know Rodgers and then Hill in the seventh round. So I think I I think like they made some solid picks there. So I never I never go I hardly go to a D on my draft grades. I, I really like trying to keep it as a C because I try to look at it as a whole. Like kind of getting back to the Lions here. You know I like Sewell a lot uh, coming out of Oregon. I thought he was very solid. I liked uh, I was Sean Slater a little bit more, and then Jenkins obviously was my you know personal favorite. Uh, but Sewell was Sewell was outstanding in Oregon. He's a, he was very worthy of this uh, seventh pick, uh, seventh uh, overall pick. And then you go to uh, Washington. You go out and you get Levy. I, I'm going to watch uh, Owen Owen Wilkie. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Washington defensive tackle, very long, lengthy guy. Uh, and then they go out and they pair him up with uh, Aline McNeil, my favorite uh, defensive tackle or interior defensive lineman in the draft. And I really like this duo together. I really like what Detroit did on the defensive side because they go out in their next pick in the third round. They go out and get uh, Ifite Melifanu from uh, Syracuse, the court in a very long, uh, let me see how tall he is, 6'3", 205-pound uh, corner uh, from Syracuse. So you go out and you go back uh, three picks in a row. You know, you get your star left tackle for 15 years. And then you go three Three picks in a row, you're very solid defensive players. I think uh, McNeil from uh, North Carolina State, uh, North Carolina State. I think he can make an impact right away. I think Levy uh, thinks more a little bit of a pass rusher at the moment. Uh, very long arms. I think he can develop into a very good player. Once I think he put, it needs to put a little bit of weight on. I think where is he at right now? He's at 290. So I think you can put a little bit more weight on him. Or if you're I'm blanking on who their defensive coordinator is. I know they got Dan Campbell, so I think they're going to maybe go to a 4-3 defense, like uh, how New Orleans plays it. But, you know, they can easily put him in the three technique uh, on the defense line in between the guard and the uh, tackle. You know, they can ha- have him head up on guard. But, yeah, I don't want uh, Levy in the in a double-team situation. You know, I think he's a very solid player. I think he still needs to define and maybe get a little bit stronger uh, up the middle, and then obviously they go get Melifon, one of my favorite personal corners in this draft, late in the third round. Oh, with one of their compensatory picks, and you know they go out and they go get uh, Amon uh, Ross St. Brown from uh, USC. I completely botched his name there. Sorry about that. But he, you go out and you get a very solid uh, receiver as well in the fourth round, and then you know they go on to get defense a lot. Their defense was a huge issue for them last year. And they really tried to focus in on that in this draft. Uh, you know, they didn't get the wide receiver maybe that they wanted. But you go out and you build, beef up that defense. And Dan Campbell wants to, like he said in his press conference, he wants to get this team nasty. And he wants to get this team physical. And I think you go out and you do that. You get a physical corner. You get two defensive tackles in the second and third round, who I think are going to be very good players in the NFL. 
you go out and you get a, a tackle in the draft. Uh, for your tackle for 15 years in the draft. So I, you, I think they had a really good draft. I, I gave them an A minus for a reason. You know, they go out and they went out and they made great draft picks. They made really solid, very good value picks as well. You know, I thought McNeil was a at least a second round pick. Uh, Levy, I thought was a second round pick as well. Um, and they go out and get Sewell, who I thought was going to be gone already by uh, Cincinnati. They go out and get him. Mo Fonu, I thought was a late second round pick. They went, they go on and get him in the late third. They they just make some very good value picks here, and I think players that can be a impact or that maybe can impact the team right away, or maybe impact the team in a year or two. I, I really liked the, the Lions draft here, and then with the Vikings, I gave them a, I gave them an A minus. Uh, if I can find where they are, yeah, here they are. Yeah, I, I gave them an A minus. I wasn't too big on the Darisol pick. You know, uh, if you go to my draft rankings, I'm just not a big Darisol guy. I think he's a little bit lazy at times. But, you know, but he has all the intangibles to be really good. And if he puts all that together, he's, he's going to be an all-pro uh, left tackle in this league. Um, I, like the, I like the pick. You know, I'm not going to slack him for picking him. A lot of people had him very high. You know, I would probably, get, as, as that pick as a whole and as a team grade, I would probably give it like a B. Uh, but as a team as a whole, I think they made a very solid. I, I think they had a very solid draft as a whole. You know, if you go a little bit further, you go on to get Kilimon in the third round, which I thought was a good place for him. I didn't think he was the second round guy. Uh, I think he's a third round guy. I think he's a backup quarterback. Um, and Minnesota needs a backup quarterback, or maybe needs somebody to step in, especially if Kirk Cousins isn't doing too well this season. And maybe they need, they need a replacement for him. You know, you go and you go and you put uh, Kellen Mond in there. So when I can, it's a very different style of quarterback, and you know, can throw some teams off. We've seen that um, in years past, where you know maybe a quarterback gets injured or a uh, you know quarterback's not doing too well. You put another quarterback in there, and the style of play is just completely different. And I think one, obviously, the I think the one is the uh, 49ers when. Uh, you know, you go, uh, you have Alex Smith in there. Alex Smith gets injured. I think it was a concussion. And then you go, you put Colin Kaepernick, a very read option, heavy offense, instead of a very West Coast offense. Uh, it's still a little bit West Coast in there, but it's a very different style of offense where San Francisco went very run heavy or a little bit more run heavy than what they were at the time. And... It was just a different style of play, and a lot of teams didn't know what to do, and it was uh, they, and it was hard for them to catch up for about a year, uh, almost uh, two years there. Uh, it was hard for them to catch up there uh, with the 49ers uh, before they started figuring out how to stop their uh, offense. But I think this is a very good draft pick here. Callum on somebody that can come in and step in for Kirk Cousins if he gets injured or he... Uh, just doesn't play to the level that you want him to because there's a lot of doubt around Kirk Cousins. I think I think Kirk Cousins personally has been very solid, has been very good for Minnesota. I just don't think he's had the offensive line around him to protect him. You know, they go out and they get the offensive lineman who, if, he can, if, if he's not lazy in the NFL, he's going to be an all-pro, uh, or at least a pro bowl, not all-pro, but a pro bowl caliber tackle in the NFL. But I kind of like what they going down a little bit here. They go out and they get Chad Surrett, a very solid uh, interior, um, not interior, um, inside linebacker, which I like a lot. You know, you're trying to beef up that 
linebacking core uh, that I think was so prominent with them uh, the last couple of seasons before last season where, you know, Barr got injured. They had just had a lot of injuries there. But you you put him back there with Barr again, and you, you just beef up that uh, linebacking core. That was, I think it's been so prominent for uh, – uh, Minnesota, something that they t- that they take pride in is having really good linebackers uh, with their team, and then they go on to get Wyatt Davis from uh, Ohio State, somebody who I think is very raw, but he has a lot of power. He's a lot. He has a lot of power in what he does. Uh, he just bulls uh, bulls people. He moves people with ease, and I really I really liked him a lot. I think he's a little bit stiff at times, like moving. Um, like pulling and all of that, but if you get he's a, he's a very he's he fits uh, he fits the Vikings I think a lot. You know you want people to you want somebody to move people off the line of scrimmage for Dalvin Cook and to get this offense go or this run first approach offense going a lot. And I really like that pick there with uh, what Minnesota did, and then they go out and they get you know Patrick Jones, a very solid player from Pittsburgh, edge rusher, um, who I thought was very solid, had a very good senior bowl. And I just really like what they did here. They're going to get uh, a running back, corner, defensive end. They I, they just went all around with their picks, and I really like what they did. They just tried to they tried to do best available almost, or best available at the positions that, that they needed. Uh, they filled uh, a lot of gaps. I think that they have, and was very solid players. Maybe not long term starters, maybe, but. Uh, players that can maybe develop into something like Chad Surrett, a very raw linebacker that's only played the position for, I think, a year or two. And, you know, somebody that can develop into a very quality uh, starter in the NFL. Wyatt Davis, I think, is a very similar player. I think Patrick Jones is a very similar player, especially if he puts weight on himself. He's he's 6'4", 261. So I think if he just adds, like, 15 pounds, I think he'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I think I, I I was very impressed with him. I like I like the value there in the third round with him. But I really just like their draft as a whole. I think they filled needs that they needed to. That's why I have him as an A minus. I probably could have put him as like, like a B plus or something. But I being I felt I was feeling a little bit generous. I gave them an A minus. But I, yeah, I really liked the, what they did there. Uh, I really like what Minnesota did there. So obviously we're gonna go to my team, the Chicago Bears here. And you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't winning a quarterback as a Bears fan in the first round, but you know, Justin Fields fell, and they go up and they be aggressive and they go out and get him. And I I absolutely loved the uh, pick there. Uh, someone who you know has played college for a while now. You know, he's a two year starter. He's very different from what Mitchell Trubisky was when the Bears for some reason traded up one pick to get Mitchell Trubisky. Um, you know, you know. I'll, I'll, that's another that's another video, uh, or a video, but another podcast to get into about the Trubisky or what my thoughts on Trubisky, but on the Trubisky draft, I should say. But you know, Trubisky only played one year uh, or like ten games in college. Uh, you didn't have a lot of tape on him. He didn't. Uh, uh, he played in a very college heavy style offense. And then you go to Justin Fields here, who he's had two years. It's a very college-heavy offense, but he's had two years to show how he can play in his talent level. And I think he did a great job of showing his skill set. He led his team to the national championship uh, 
last year. Uh, he made he led them to the playoffs for two straight years. But uh, uh, but you know there's still some rawness in this game a little bit. I think he I think they did a lot of one side of the field reads at Ohio State. That's not going to slack on him. I think it's just a when you transition to the NFL, you got to read the whole field. And I think one thing he does well, he checks down a lot. And I like that a lot of a quarterback. If you if you don't see anything down the field, you check down, give it to your running back, let your running back make a play, or you make plays with your feet. And I think he did a great job at that. So I really like what the Bears did there. And then going out and get Tevin Jenkins, my personal favorite tackle in the draft. You fill that uh, tackle uh, void. I know they, I think they cut Charles Leno right after the draft. So, you know, they go out and they get tackled back-to-back. Second round and then fifth round, they had a big gap between picks. But they go out and they get a tackle, uh, Larry Borum, a very big physical guy that maybe moves into the guard. 6'5", 322 pounds. So a very big physical uh, tackle that maybe moves into guard for them uh, in the future. But, you know, they go out and they beef up that offensive line, something that was very troublesome for them for most of the year until the later, later stages of it when they I think they found their they found uh their rotation there where you put Sam Rutherford at center you know Cody Whitehair at guard uh, and then when James Daniels gets healthy put him at guard as well and you just gotta figure out the tackle positions where they're at and I think they go out and they get somebody that can start right away and Tevin Jenkins I think a first round pick or that should have been a first round pick Going to get him and then Larry Borum, who can maybe go in the guard, especially if uh, injuries happen again. Coley Whitehair got injured last year. James Daniels got injured last year. There's a lot of injuries on the offensive line for the Bears. And they go out and they get a uh, person that maybe can rotate in for uh, for Chicago on the offensive line there. And then they go out and they get Khalil Herbert, who a very shifty, uh, very similar to a Tariq Cohen. I think he's a little bit more patient reading holes than Tariq Cohen, but a very solid running back. They go out and get Daz Newsome uh, from North Carolina uh, in the uh, sixth round, a wide receiver. They've been uh, – this is where you want to – this is where you want to see Ryan Pace uh, excel. He's been very good drafting late-round picks. You know, they go out and get Larry Borum. Well, I really want to see which player of these – was this five players, Borum – uh, Herbert, Newsom, Graham Jr. from Oregon, and then Tonga from BYU. I really want to see what five players really, uh, one, which one of these players ends up being like the starter. Because uh, I think he's had a star- uh, somebody that's started consistently almost every year that he's drafted. That's been a late round pick. Uh, that I can go back from uh, from memory. I'm, like you, you got Tariq Cohen. Uh, uh, I, I forgot where I forgot where Tariq Cohen was drafted. But yeah, Tariq Cohen, yeah, Eddie Jackson. Um, this is like fourth and belower, I think. I'm, I'm gonna try to keep it fourth and belower. Eddie Jackson, Tariq Cohen, uh, Bilal Nichols has been a consistent starter. Uh, he, he was a consistent starter last year. He's a consistent rotational guy for the team. Uh, man. This little Adrian Amos was a consistent starter before he ended up going or ended up uh, leaving for Green Bay or we let him go. But like this is where Ryan Pace excels is in these late rounds. He finds very good value here, and you know we'll see which one of these players ends up being a consistent starter for the Bears. But I love this draft as a whole as a Bears fan. You know you go out into the quarterback of the future. You go out and get 
you beef up the offensive line. You know, you go out and you get a very strong, uh, very strong defensive tackle in the seventh round that, you know, maybe he's not the best. Maybe he's not the most technical guy, but he's going to clog up the hose for you. He's going to be a good rotational guy, and that's what you're looking for. Um, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, you're looking for either a special a guy that can dominate on special teams, or you're looking for somebody that can just rotate, maybe develop into something special, but just trying to get a rotational piece in there, especially if maybe injuries happen, someone that can fill in and be very solid. And Ryan, like I said earlier, Ryan Pace has been a very good, very good at doing that. But with that out of the way, I know I spent a long time on uh, NFC North there, especially on the Packers, on the Packers draft there, but. Uh, you know, we'll get into the NFC East now. And, you know, I got Washington as a B minus uh, with what they did in the draft here. Let me try to, let me go pull them up real quick. Um, here they, yeah, here they are. So, yeah, I had watched them what they did. You know, I, I wasn't too big on the Jermaine Davis. I know a lot of people were very high on him, um, especially with how he guard, uh, guarded uh, Kyle Pitts in the Kentucky-Florida game last year. Um but I was just, I just wasn't very high on what they uh, what they did. I think they could have gone out and got JOK from Notre Dame. I think a lot of teams could have gone gone out and get got him from uh, Notre Dame. JOK inside linebacker. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce his name. I'm going to always get it wrong. Uh, but you know, I thought he was a lot better than uh, a lot better all around than Jameen Davis. I think Jameen Davis is still very very raw, but uh, I think he may. He, I think he's going to fit what Washington does here, and that's why I have him as a B minus. You know, I, I wasn't too big on the pick, but with what Ron Riviera does and how he's able and how he's been able to build linebackers in the NFL, especially athletic freaks. Like if you go to Lance Briggs, you go to Brian Urlacher back when he was with Chicago, and then you go to you know uh, Carolina where you had Thomas Davis. You had Luke Keekley there. You know, this he knows or you had uh, Shaq Thompson as well. He knows how to build these athletic linebackers into Pro Bowl players. And Jameen Davis has a lot of athleticism. I thought JOK had a little bit more, but you know, I think you go with whatever whoever you feel like is the best for your team. And Jameen Davis proved he can guard tight ends on a consistent basis. He he guarded probably the best tight end prospect in the last like maybe forty years or whatever. Uh so he was it's like he he can go out and he can maybe be a coverage linebacker day one and then develop into that run stopper uh a little like maybe a year or two into his career but he he's a very i think he's he's a very solid pick i would have gone uh, maybe a different way but he's a very solid uh pick and then you go out and you get Samuel Kasimi in the second round i think a very solid tackle a little bit rough around the edges i think be a very powerful guy that can just move. Uh, he can just move people very easily, very strong. Six six three, uh, three hundred fourteen pounds. I liked him. I liked him a lot. I liked him a lot better than I think some people. A lot of people were low on him, and you know, Washington was they they gave up. I think they were either top five or top ten in sacks led up last year. They need to beef up their offensive line. They go out and they do that, you know, and then they go out and they get um, Benjamin St. Juice. In uh, the third round, Minnesota uh, cornerback, a very long, lengthy corner, a very uh, what uh, what kind of uh, 
Juan Barrera likes out of his corners, very long and linky a little bit. And then you go, they go out and get Diami Brown, uh, North Carolina uh, receiver, a player very shifty, very uh, elusive, uh, very good getting off of press coverage and stuff like that. Very solid receiver from North Carolina that they end up picking up. They go out and get a tight end, uh, and they go out and get a safety in the uh, the Cincinnati safety in the uh, uh, fifth round. Cincinnati had one of the best defenses last year. So if you go out go out and you get one of the uh, one of the better defenses in the nation, you go out and get one of their players. I think you you know it's it's just a very good value pick for uh, Washington at Der- uh, Derricka Forrest is uh, the safety uh, his name. And they just go out and they go out and get these players that they're gonna build on their defense. You know, you get Shaka Tony, a player, I think a good value there in the seventh round. I thought he was maybe a maybe sixth or fifth round pick, but you go out and get him in the seventh round. I think a very solid uh, pickup there. Uh, and they go out and they get Dax Millen, uh, BYU's uh, wide receiver. I think uh, Zach Wilson's favorite target at BYU. You go out and get him as well. A very big. Uh, he's a he's six one one ninety three. He's the person that can go out and make physical catches. Uh, that's what he did at BYU a lot. He's not the most athletic guy, but he's going out. He's going out and going to give you effort. He's going to go out and make you uh, get you these physical catches, get you these fifty fifty balls. That's what he did at BYU a lot. And you know, I just like their draft. I like their draft. It wasn't something like too impressive, but I like their draft. They went and they built their defense. They built positions of need, or they went to positions of need that they uh, had, and. You know, I think their defense, I think, is going to benefit a lot from this draft. And we're going to see what their, how their offense does. I think their offense still is a little bit iffy. Uh, but I really, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to, I guess, hate on them too much. Uh, I think they could have traded up, maybe going after a quarterback. But I think they're happy with Ryan, uh, with Fist Magic and um, key there at, a quarterback for this year, and then maybe if they have a bad year, they have a they have a uh, chance to get the top quarterback next year with that defense. Uh, you know, I'm not too mad. I think I think they're maybe planning on having a bad year this year, and then going out and uh, getting a quarterback in the 2022 draft, which I think they will end up doing. But I really uh, I think their draft was solid. It wasn't anything too flashy, but it was a solid. Draft to build up their, to build up their defense even more and get get some positions of needs like a wide receiver and tackle in there. But the uh, next uh, the next team in the NFC East is I have the Giants. I got them a B plus. Uh, I thought they had a solid draft. Uh, Philadelphia. I'll get into Philadelphia here in a sec. But Philadelphia jumped them and took their player, so they traded down and all that. Which I don't think they should. I think they should have gone and got Micah Parsons. I didn't. I didn't like them trading down at all with Chicago. Um, and but they go on to get Kadarius Tony. I thought there was. I thought Elijah Moore was a little bit better, but Kadarius Tony is a very solid player. Excuse me there. And you know you go on and and you go on to get somebody that can pair. You compare with Darius Slayton. You compare with Kenny Galladay that has that speed that they don't. And Kadarius Tony has that. And I just really like that pick from them. They go out and get Aziz Orjolari, I think, who was a late first-round pick, in my opinion, as rusher out of Georgia. Uh, has a lot of bend, has a lot of speed coming off the edge. And I really liked him a lot. 
uh, at Georgia and you just add that edge rusher, it's something that they didn't have all too much of last year. Uh, and something that they struggle with, they need an edge rusher. You know, they're a very good stop on the run, but their pass rushing was something that was kind of lackluster. You know, they go out and they get uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Robinson from uh, Central Florida in the third round. I, I very, I'm someone who I liked a lot, somebody that stays with the receiver. A very, he's a slot, he's a slot, uh, a slot corner, someone that can stay with the receiver all game. And they go out and they get Ellison Smith, a senior bow. Uh, might be a senior bowl legend, uh, uh, especially if he pans out in the NFL. It's somebody that popped up in the senior bowl that just absolutely balled out. And he showed a lot of uh, technical prowess uh, rushing off the edge. He's a little bit small. Uh, let me see if I can get his uh, his stat. Yeah, so he's 6'6", 252. He needs to put weight on. Uh, but he, he, he balled out in the senior bowl. He was able to... Uh, he's a Division One AA guy, but in the Senior Bowl, he was able to go up against some of these big conference guys and dominate them, uh, going off the edge. So I, I really, I was really impressed with him, and I think that fourth round pick's good. And they go out and they get edge rushers. This positions of need uh, and good value as well. It, it wasn't just like they drafted a position of need, uh, a position of need or something over like a great value pick. Like they get great value. With positions of need, and maybe I get the grade a little bit higher, put him at a B plus there. But uh, I really liked what the Giants did. I thought they had an excellent draft. Uh, you know, they go out and they get uh, Rodarius L. Williams, a cornerback from Oklahoma State, uh, someone who uh, I think is a very solid corner. And I just really liked what they did here. Uh, like I said, they they go out and they get positions of need. But with great value as well. Aziz Ojoari, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it, from Georgia, edge rusher. You go out and get him second round or mid second when you could have got him maybe late first or where they were at in the first round. Uh, they go out and get Aaron Robinson, a very solid corner. And the third, Ellerson Smith, uh, edge rusher in the fourth round. So they just went up and got players that I liked a lot coming out and they were able to just go and pick them up. So I really I really like what they did there. So with the Eagles, I got I got them at an A minus. I really like what they did here. With uh they go out and they get Devonta Smith, uh Landon Dickerson in the second round, my favorite interior uh offensive lineman. That dude's a beast. They go out and they get Milton Williams, a very raw player from Louisiana Tech, uh defensive defensive tackle. Uh someone that I think that needs uh, a lot of refinement in his uh, ability, but very athletic uh, guy. If you can refine his skills, he's going to be a very solid player for you. They go out and uh, a little bit. They go out and get uh, Kendrick uh, Gainwell. A lot of people liked him at running back from Memphis in the fifth round. They go out and they get uh, Marlin to to pull. To, I, I'm not going to pronounce that. U, U, USC. Uh, let me see if I to. Tui Pulutu, I think it's like, I, I completely botched that, but USC uh, interior defensive tackle, uh, or defensive tackle from USC, uh, and I, I just like, I like what they did here, they went out, they got, they got their wide receiver, the pair was uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, some, they, they have a little bit of connection there, they go out and they get Landon Dickerson uh, at a position of need, uh, uh, that they need, uh, but especially with how bad their offensive line played last year, you know you can move Dickerson around the guard, 
or maybe the right tackle. I don't think he's playing a lot of tackle, but maybe the right tackle. Uh, Landon Dickerson was just amazing uh, at Alabama. He was just a beast, and I really liked uh, what they did there. Milton uh, Williams, I thought was a very solid player at Louisiana Tech. Uh, McPherson, uh, I thought he was a uh, uh, McPherson. I didn't get to, get to watch a lot. Of, I didn't get to watch film on him, but. You know, somebody that I think they probably valued a lot here in this fourth round. They go up and get from Texas Tech a corner, and they need they need corners. They, their corners have been pretty bad uh, the last couple of seasons. So uh, maybe he can turn out to be something for them. They get Gainwell, and I just really like what they did here. They did very. I think they did what the Giants did, but I think they get a little bit better better players in their positions of needs than the Giants. But I. I'm not, I'm, that's no second with what the Giants did. I think the Giants did a really good job, and I think uh, the Eagles did a really ju- good job as well. I think they had a very solid draft. They got people, uh, they got players that they needed uh, in positions to go out, and they get a. I think a, they get out and get a running back. Uh, something that Miles Sanders has been, he's that running back that they that main running back, but you get somebody that can go out and pair up with him. And I think Gainwell can play a little bit of receiver, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, with him a little bit, uh, yeah, I think he can play a little bit of a, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he can play receiver as well. So he's very similar to the Antonio Gibson that came out of Memphis last year, uh, uh, that went to Washington. You know, he he was a receiver that moved the running back. Uh, you know, and Gainwell, I think, is a similar player that you can put him in the slot. He can go out and uh, be that uh, receiving running back for your team. And I think that just helps out a lot. They, I think they got they got better in this draft, and that's what you're looking for in the team in these teams. They got better in this draft, and it's a team that you know is not too far from a Super Bowl victory. You know, I think they just need to patch some holes, and I think they'll be fine. And really see what Jalen Hurts is all about. And I think they gave Jalen Hurts some opportunities to succeed, and they gave him a very good uh, wide receiver uh, with Devontae Smith. So I really like uh, what they did there. So we're going to go to the Cowboys here. I gave them an A, wrap up the NFC East here. Um, let me get to them real quick. So, yeah, they go out and they get Michael Parsons. I love that pick. 12th pick, that's a great value. I thought he was a top 10 pick. They go out and they get him. They go out and get my favorite corner in Kelvin Joseph, which I knew he would fall because of, you know, off-the-field stuff. But they go out and they get him. I really, really like that pick uh, from Dallas. Oh, it's a very good pick in they go out and they beef up their defensive line here. Uh, their first, let me see here real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six. Their first six picks were defense. And that is something that they needed to fix. And they go out and get it. And that's why I gave them an A. You know, they didn't just go out and they they, they just uh, didn't go out and draft positions and these. They got great value. I've been saying that throughout this division here with the NFC East. They go out and they got... Positions of need, but in but with great value picks. You know, Kellen Joseph is somebody that can probably go and step in right away and be a day one starter. Michael Parsons the same way. Uh, you know, Jabril Cox, they're uh, another interior, um, interior inside linebacker from LSU that they picked up in the fourth round that can go up and step in right away as well. They got uh, I'm not gonna I'm gonna completely butcher his name. Usu Uluchu. I don't know how but it's a defensive tackle from UCLA. I'm going to probably botch it, but a uh, a uh, very uh, very solid 
a uh, player that gives, plays a good pad level from UCLA that someone that can you know you can develop and uh, you know really try to beef up that beef up that interior defense or the interior of the defense were something that they were the worst rushing de- or second worst rushing defense in the league they were the worst for a while and that was something that killed them throughout the season was they weren't able to stop the run and you go out and you get two solid linebackers and uh, Jabril Cox from LSU and Micah Parsons who I think Micah Parsons is going to be a stud in the NFL and you go up and you fill up the defensive line with a goal uh, with a Osa from uh, UCLA, and then you go out and get uh, Golson from Iowa, uh, a defensive uh, defensive end. So I, I really like what they did here in this draft to go out and get uh, Josh Ball, Marshall, 6'7", 308 pounds, uh, very very big guy from Marshall. That you know, it's something that the Cowboys kind of needed a little bit. Their offensive line has been very injury prone the last couple of years. They go out and get somebody that they can. That they can just refine their skills. Their offensive line has been one of the best uh, for a while, and if you can get somebody that you can that has that has the intangible six seven, you have the intangibles to be a very solid tackle in the NFL. Uh, that can refine his skills. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna look like a really really good pick there. They go out and get Quentin Bohanna from Kentucky, uh, uh, defensive tackle as well. Somebody that was very solid at Kentucky. More of a pass rusher than a run stopper, but a very solid pickup from uh, from from Dallas there. And I just like what they did here. They went out and they went defense. Their offense is fine. They went out and they wanted to focus on defense, and they did that. And that's why I gave them an A. So with the NFC West here, and I'll get it. Seattle. I kind of go. I'll go over Seattle very quickly here. But uh, where are they at here? But I, Seattle. They they didn't have. They had three picks in this draft. You know, I didn't like who they went out and got. You know, I thought they could have got somebody a little bit better uh, than Eskridge in the second round. But they go on to get Eskridge, a very speedy receiver from Western Michigan. I thought they could have gone out maybe and got somebody like a Jalen. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Jalen Darden wasn't picked yet. Yeah, uh, yeah, they could have gone out and got somebody like uh, uh, like him in the in in the second round. Or they could have gone out and got. Let me see if I can find another receiver here. Uh, Anthony Schwartz. I think of somebody who's a little bit like better. Uh, that play. I think played better competition. That played better competition as well at Auburn. You know, they go out and get somebody that uh, from Western Michigan that you know I wasn't too high on uh, as well. I think there was a little bit better players that fit his skill set in the draft, but they go on and get him. But you know, uh, Russell Wilson can make can make receivers look good no matter what. And that's just something that he does, and we can see. We'll see what he does. Uh, you know, uh, Seattle's been very solid at getting these smaller wide receivers and having them play very good. Uh, you know, Tyler Lockett, uh, Doug Baldwin, those type of receivers. That David, even David Moore, he's not the most physical, daunting player. He's a, he's he's not he's not small by any means, but he's not the most physically daunting player. And they go on and made very solid receivers out of him. So I think it's a it just depends on I think how he fits into what they want to do. And they go on to get Trey Brown and from Oklahoma and then Stone Forsyth from Florida at tackle. So they went out and they get they just wanted to draft positions of need. I think it's what they wanted to do. And I just didn't I just didn't think they had the best draft. They got a C minus. I think it's my lowest grade on here. 
uh, out of all the teams. And I just didn't, I wasn't really too fond of what Seattle did here. Uh, you know, the three picks, you know, you, I don't think you get very good value out of the picks that you got. So I just wasn't too big on what they did here. So we'll move on from them and we'll go on to uh, the Rams. And I gave them a B minus. Um, where's the Rams at real quick? I don't, I don't like how ESPN has to just kind of sub a little bit, but all right, so yeah, they go on to get 2-2 at will, second round. A pick I like a lot, very, a, lot a very speedy receiver, uh, very similar to a Brandon Cooks that they had a couple years ago uh, when they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, they go on to get a very high effort player in Ernest Johnson from uh, South, South Carolina uh, and late in the third round. Uh, they go on to get, you know, defensive tackle uh, Bobby Brown from Texas A&M. Uh, Rochelle, uh, Robert Rochelle from Central Arkansas, cornerback. A lot of people were, uh, he's one of a lot of the people's like favorite smaller school guys coming in that, you know, he could probably find some very good value with him uh, late in the draft uh, or mid, mid in the middle rounds in the draft. And they, uh, and the Rams are able to pick him up. And we've seen the Rams be able to develop these type of uh, smaller school players or just develop anybody uh, and make them into very solid defensive player, uh, and we can see what they're able to do. You know, they go out and get two two out well, but they go out and they get three. Oh, uh, my voice cracked there, my bad. Uh, but they go out and they get three straight defensive players. Uh, something that they're trying to build up and trying to make their focal point of their team is their defense. So I really like uh, what they did there. They go out and get a wide receiver, uh, another edge rusher. So they weren't. I think they're just trying to focus in on building around uh building around I'm trying to think here uh Matthew Stafford they got uh Jacob Harris from UC uh, uh Central Florida uh 65215 a big physical receiver uh they go out and get another big physical receiver and Ben uh show from Notre Dame Things like how you pronounce his name, six three two twenty two. Another physical receiver, something that fits what Matthew Stafford likes to throw to those big physical receivers that are going up and or that are going to go up and make plays for you in fifty fit on fifty fifty balls. And then you add in Rochelle, very uh, uh, not Rochelle, two um, two Atwell, very speedy receiver. So they're building on their offense. They're building around. Uh, they're building around Matthew Stafford and what he likes, but they're also building up their defense and making that the focal point of their team. Uh, I, th- I thought it was a solid draft. It wasn't anything too splashy, but I think it was a solid draft for the Rams. And then with Arizona, I gave them a B plus. Uh, I, th- I thought th- I thought their draft was really, I thought it was really good. I had I was going to have I don't think I had the, uh, Zayvon Collins mocked them initially. Uh, but I was I was planning uh, I was planning on I really wanted to give them a uh, a linebacker in this draft and I don't think I ended up doing that I think I went somewhere else with uh I think I maybe may have went corner uh with them but in my mock draft but he uh, but Collins I, is someone I liked a lot very instinctual linebacker they go out and get him in the first round somebody that can make it I think can make an impact right away they go on to get Rondell Moore just beef up that wide receiver room even more you get AJ Green. DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, as of now, uh, Christian Kirk, now you got Rondo Moore, you got five receivers, and you got Andy Isabella, you got six receivers that can go out and make an impact. That's just insane, especially with the way their offense is. It's just, I really like this way this offense is built up. They go out and get Wilson from Florida, Marco Wilson from Florida, a cornerback. 
Uh, and they kind of just focused on defense for the rest of the draft after uh, Rondell Moore. They kind of focused on defense the whole draft. And something they wanted to focus on. And I think they did. They had some very solid, very good value picks. They got, and they got Tate, Tate going in the sixth round. A very good value pick there from Central Florida. Cornerback uh, there. And they go on to get James Wiggins from Cincinnati. One of the other Cincinnati uh, safeties there. 5'11". He's a little bit undersized. But very solid player uh, from Cincinnati. So I really like what they did here. They wanted to focus on something that wasn't that good. With them, but they are they were also able to get some very solid players, especially with like Xavier, uh, with Zayvon Collins in the first round. They go on, they get Rondo Moore. They went value there rather than a position of need. They went and got value. Now, I really like what they did there. I thought it was a very good pick uh, for Arizona. It just beefed up the offense a lot more than they focus on defense. So I really like uh, what Arizona did. That's why I gave them a B plus. I really liked their draft. I thought it was very solid. Not too splashy, but very solid. And then the 49ers, I had Wayne the West here, NFC West, in this draft. I thought they had a very uh, I think their draft was very I think their draft was just very good. I thought uh let me go over here real quick to them. They go out and they get Trey Lance. They go out they go out and they get their quarterback of the future. Uh someone who I who had I had mocked there. I like Mac Jones a little bit better. But if you're able to get refined train Lance a little bit and you're able to get his accuracy uh, to what what happened, if you're able to fix his accuracy like like uh, uh, like Josh Allen was able to do this past season, uh, the sky's the li- limit for uh, Trey Lance. The sky's the limit. He had uh, he read uh, he played in the very pro style offense at North Dakota State. He had a uh, he's very athletic. He has a big arm. He can read. Uh, he can uh, he reads the whole field and he throws it. That's why something that really popped out to me is he's able to read the field when he throws it. It's just his accuracy is an issue. It's very similar to what Lamar Jackson had. Lamar Jackson could read defenses. The question was is his accuracy? Can he get his accuracy fixed? And um, and they were able to go up uh, or and they're able and. Uh, something Lamar Jackson still struggles with a little bit is his accuracy, but he has no problem reading defenses. And I think Trey Lance is very similar to both Allen and Lamar Jackson. I, I think it just sways to uh, what you want to see for them. You know, Josh Allen took that leap. Lamar Jackson still a very, he's still a really good player in the NFL, but he hasn't taken that next leap yet uh, that people have been wanting to see from him. So I, it just depends on where Trey Lance lands there. I think. Uh, I think it determines, like I guess, how his career plays out. Is he able to fix his accuracy and take that leap like Josh Allen did, or is he still going to struggle a little bit like Lamar? And you know, everything's on Lamar in Baltimore. I hate how they run their offense as well, but you know, his accuracy is still an issue with him at times, and uh, it's something that I think he needs to fix. So I think it just depends on where Trey Lance uh, lands. But I think Trey Lance can be a very good player in the NFL, and. Then they go out and they get a guard from Notre Dame, Aaron Banks, uh, and you can you can never go wrong with the Notre Dame uh, offensive lineman, uh, Trey Sermon. They picked him up, Ohio State slash Oklahoma running back in the third round. Somebody that fits their uh, fits their scheme to a T. Uh, he, he fits their scheme to a T. I'm not. I I wasn't too. I, I like Trey Sermon. I wasn't the big. I thought there was a little bit better players than him. Uh, are a little bit better running backs than him, 
but his vision and his patience, I thought, was something uh, that um, you know stood out a little bit. He's not the most, he's not the fastest guy. He's not the Raheem Moster, but he's the guy that can wear down your defense, wear down def- opposing defenses. And I really like what they did there. Um, they went out and they went out corner, uh, guard corner, uh, so and safety. And then they got somebody Elijah Mitchell who, uh, who I thought was really good. He's very quick. Uh, guy has outstanding speed. He's somebody that fit, he's 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 the Raheem Moster if they wanted. They go and they pick him up in the sixth round. And I just like what they what the Forty Nineers did here. Uh, you know they go they try to get the quarterback of the future. Uh, somebody I think that fits their scheme. Uh, they beef up the offensive line a little bit. Something uh, that was a little bit weird at the first of the season, and kind of the, it kind of fixed throughout. But a lot of the issues came from having so many injuries. And I think what they did here was they tried to build up their uh, they tried to build up their depth, and I think they did a good job at doing that. And I think that's something that they were trying to focus on because this team, when healthy, is a Super Bowl team. But they need they need these depth pieces to fix uh, some of their injury issues, and I think they did a good job at doing that. And that's why I got got them at an A minus because they didn't have to do anything too spectacular. Um, they went and they got a really good quarterback in Trey Lance, but they weren't they didn't have to do anything too spectacular as long as they were able to fill up their depth on their team. I think that's what they needed to do, and I think they did a very good job at doing that. So I, I gave them a uh, gave them an A minus. Uh, and they, I think they won the NFC East here. So I'm going to take a break here. Uh, maybe try to shorten up a little bit like I've been doing. I, got, I think a little bit, uh, a little bit maybe too in-depth. Uh, not too in-depth, but, uh, but on that. But I'm going to try to uh, shorten it up a little bit for y'all. Uh, so it's not a two-hour podcast here. Uh, but, yeah, I'll get back in the NFC South and then I'll get into the AFC uh, after my break. Here real quick, yeah. Sorry, yo. All right, there we go. All right, and I'm back. Um, you know, so, sorry. I, I think I cut it off there. Uh, yeah, my uh, phone was like being weird or something. It wasn't letting me uh, click out of it for a sec, but uh, and all that. But yeah, it was a uh, yeah, a little bit. It was a little bit paused there for a second. Then you hear me. I was trying to maybe click there. So uh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, it's probably a funny moment if you're uh, listening. But yeah, we'll get back into the uh, draft there. Uh, in the draft here, in the NFC South, uh, finish up the NFC or NFC uh, area of it, and we'll start with the Saints here. Uh, let me get to them real quick. So the Saints, you know, they go out and get Peyton Turner from Houston and Ezra Rusher. Uh, and I didn't, I just didn't like this pick. We went, went to Aziz Ojolari or Ojolari. We went to the Giants. When we talked about the Giants, you know, I think there was better value there. Uh, for what they could have got, and I just wasn't too fond of what they did there. They go out and they get Peyton War- or Pete Warner from uh, Ohio State in the second round. Uh, you know, somebody that uh, I thought was a very good player, uh, maybe not a second round pick, but some, it's a position of need. They, I think, they went after positions of need rather than value picks, uh, and I think that's something that for me I don't like. I like. If there, if there's somebody that is on the board that you can't pass up, you go and you pick that player. I don't like picking solely on positions of need, um, and I just, I was, just, I'm not a big person on doing that. But I say I think their best pick here uh, was Paulson Abdu, uh, Abdu from Stanford in the third round. Somebody that's very instinctual, 
you know, somebody that's not going to burn you with their athleticism, but it's just a very instinctual corner from Stanford. And I like him a lot. I think he fits what they need uh, from the cornerback position there. Uh, but he, I think he, uh, I think it's a very, it's a very good pick there. And then you go to uh, Ian Book in the fourth round. Uh, you know, you go out and you get somebody that can maybe step in and be a quarterback uh, for the team, or maybe a starting quarterback for the team. But who knows? Uh, you know, I thought he was very solid. I think he had some accuracy issues at Notre Dame, a lot of accuracy issues. Uh, but I thought he was solid. He's a good leader from Notre Dame, and I'm, I'm interested to see how he does in the preseason. I think he's one of the players I'm going to be looking forward to watching in the preseason, see how he does. But this Saints team is going to be looking very different, though, without Drew Brees. And I'm very intrigued to see like kind of what happens here uh, with the Saints. Uh, you know, they're going to get Landon Young, somebody that made uh, headlines and stuff with his, uh, with his bench press and all that uh, at the Kentucky Pro Day. He's offensive tackle. Somebody that can maybe go and move in the guard for them. Um, so I think it's something that the Saints. Uh, I'm really interested to see how this team plays out. I thought their draft was okay. It was I think it was a little bit meh, a little bit. I think they could have gone on and got better players at positions. Uh, but you know Pete Warren's a very solid uh, linebacker there. I like uh, Paulson Adul or Adebo. My bad. I keep saying Adul. Adebo. Paulson Adebo from Stanford. Uh, cornerbacks. So I really like those picks. I like the Ian Book pick. I thought it was a very solid fourth round pick. I like the Landon Young pick. Uh, Landon Young pick, but the but the Peyton Turner pick. I thought you could go out and get somebody better. Uh, maybe even at a different position, you could have got somebody better. Uh, it just wasn't the for me. It wasn't uh, the best pick. We you know you can see how he turns out a little bit. Uh, uh, they they drafted uh, Marcus Davenport. It took him a little bit to get used to the NFL style of play, but he's. He's starting to turn into a very solid player, so we'll see how Peyton Turner does. You know, from coming from Houston, uh, hasn't faced that type of competition, so I'm very interested to see kind of what he does. So we'll move on to uh, the I'm trying to think, my bad. Uh, the Buccaneers. I don't know why it took me a minute there, but yeah, the Buccaneers. Uh, we'll move on to them and see. Uh, like I, I like the draft. Uh, I thought it was okay. They're going to get Joe Ch- uh, Tyron from Washington. Same situation with uh, what the Saints did. I think they couldn't have gone out and got Aziz Oshilari. But they're going to get Tryon uh, from Washington. Someone who uh, I thought was a little bit stiff moving. Uh, I think he has good technique. Uh, but I think he's a little bit stiff. I think his athleticism is an issue maybe at times. But I thought he has some very good technique. Uh, I thought he was like a third-round pick. But they go out and they get him in the first round. Uh, they go out and get Kyle Trask. I think they had a good value. The last pick of the second round. Uh, they go out and they get a uh, Notre Dame tackle uh, in the third round. So that can maybe rotate in on the offensive line for Tampa Bay there. They go out and get my, one of my favorite players in the draft, Jalen Darden, in the fourth round. A very good value pick. Someone that's going to, I think, going to come on the scene right away and is going to play very well. Uh, a lot of people saw Tyler Johnson last year uh, come up and make some very big plays for Tampa Bay, uh, especially in the postseason. And I think Jalen Darden could be that guy for them. Uh, I think he's going to have a. I think he's going to have a very solid rookie year. I think he's going to. Uh, I think he's going to open some eyes his rookie year and be that kind of deep threat for uh for Tampa Bay that they kind of that they kind of need uh they had uh, Scotty Miller there last last year 
I don't think Scotty Miller had that big breakaway speed that you want. He's very good. He's a very solid player. But Jalen Darden has that breakaway speed that you need. Uh, and I, I just really like the pick. And they go out and they get defense last three picks. I really like what uh, Tampa Bay did here. It wasn't anything too flashy, but it was something that I think maintained their success. I don't think it improved their team a whole lot except for the Darden pick. But I think it's something to maintain their success. And, uh, you know, you go out and get Kyle Trask there and let Kyle Trask develop uh, behind Tom Brady. I think it's a very solid uh, idea situation for him. So I, I really like what uh, the Buccaneers did there in their draft. I thought it was a very solid draft for them. And then you go to Atlanta here. And Atlanta, I gave them a, I think a B plus. Let me go back here. B plus, yes. Uh, yeah. I love I love what they did here. They went instead of going value like they usually do, or not value position of need instead of value. They wanted to get value. They wanted to get Kyle Pitts. You know, you pair him up with their, what they have in their offense now. It's it's insane. They go on to get Richie Grant um, uh, from Central Florida in the second round. That uh, at safety from Central Florida, something that beef up their secondary. Something that their secondary has been very injury prone. Um, they had very good players on there yet. Uh, uh, Keanu Neal, you had, uh, I'm, blanking, I'm blanking on the other uh, safety, but you had Desmond Trufant there before he started getting a lot of injuries. You know, they they just, they were so injury prone on their defensive side of, of the ball that, you know, that they, uh, that it just kind of just withered away after the Super Bowl year where their, where their defense was, it was a very good defense the Super Bowl year. Uh, when they lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl, but once uh, you know after that year they just got so they just got the injury bug, uh, and some of the players weren't the same after that, and you know they go out and they're trying to rebuild that. And like what they did there, they they go out and they get Richie Grant, someone who I liked a lot out of Central Florida. They go out and they get Jalen Mayfield from uh, Michigan. I thought he may be a fourth round pick, but he's he's a very solid player. He played very good against Alabama and back in 2019. Uh, and the I think the outback bowl. So I think he he's a very solid player. He can somebody that maybe can come and play, uh, maybe right away or a year or two or maybe in a year or something. Or be a be a rotational guy on the offensive line. And what they did the rest of the draft, they kind of just went after defense. You know, uh, you know, cornerback. Uh, they had a center here, uh, defensive tackle, and they go on to get defensive end, a uh, defensive end here. So I think. Uh, what they're trying to do here, they're trying to build up their defense. They're trying to, uh, and they go out and they get corner here as well. So I think what they're trying to do here is build their offensive line and build up their, uh, build up their defense, build their d- defense back up to where it was, uh, you know, wh- uh, where it was when they were uh, on the Super Bowl run. You know, their team's still a really good team. They just have some big holes on their team. Uh, that they need to be that needs to be patched. And I think if you can just patch them, you don't have to necessarily fix those holes. If you can just patch them, they'll be a playoff team. You know, like, this team could have a turn a very good turnaround this year. It just honestly depends on uh, if some of these rookies, or some of these free agent signings as well, can come in and step in right away for their team and make a difference. And I'm I'm very interested to see here. But I think Kyle Pitts is going to be a huge difference maker for this team. And then you had Richie Grand in there. I think he'll be a very solid player. Uh, they need. I, they needed. I think some some of these positions. They needed to uh, patch some of their injury issues. They need to get some depth. I think they did a really good job at doing that. 
in this draft. So we'll move on to uh, last last team in the NFC here, last uh, NFC South team, and it's the Panthers. I gave them an A minus. Uh, uh, you know, I really like what they did here. They go out and get J.C. Horn uh, and Terrence Marshall Jr. with their first two picks. I like what they did uh, with both of them. I think Terrence Marshall, I think he was a mid-second round pick. He, they go out and get him late second round. I think it's, it's a very good value for a very solid player. Uh, you know, not the most athletic guy, but good route runner, good hands. Uh, uh, not good, with solid hands. Um, has some job issues, but uh, at LSU, but it's someone that can I think come in and play right away for this team and be a different type of receiver on this team that they need. Uh, and then obviously J.C. Horn, my favorite corner. You know, you go out and get him. He just dominated everybody uh, that he played the whole season. I just I really I really liked what he did. Uh, at South Carolina, and they go out and get him in the first round. Um, and then uh, they go out and get a tackle here. Uh, so they need they, uh, Brady Christensen from BYU, somebody who I wasn't too fond of, but uh, I know Houston wasn't too fond of as well, but somebody that can you can develop. He's 6'5". You know, he's a big, long arm guy that you can develop uh, into maybe a starter or a rotational guy on your team. They go out and get go out and get a tight end uh, from Notre Dame, uh, someone who uh, you know uh, is a very good blocker. I remember them showing a play uh, on the screen of him, a very good blocker uh, from Notre Dame that has some has some surprising athleticism uh, for them as well. So I really like that pick for them. They go out and get Chuba Hubbard, D- Divin, uh Davion Nixon from Iowa. In the fifth round, who I thought was a third round pick. If you if you develop Nixon uh, from uh, the defensive tackle from Iowa, that dude is a freak of nature. That dude is athletic, strong, physical. Uh, oh man, that dude! If you can refine some, get some of that rawness out of him, like that dude's gonna be that dude's gonna be and you that dude's gonna be nasty if you pair him up with a. Uh, uh, What's his name? Brown from Auburn last year. I'm blanking on his name here. Uh, but if you pair if you pair both of them up, uh, that's going to be a nasty duo in the middle, especially if they can refine some of his skills there. Uh, and then Chuba Hubbard, I think people have seen the story now where, uh, you know, he, uh, uh, Matt Rule's wife picked the pick because she wanted Chuba, uh, Chuba Hubbard from uh, Oklahoma State, so they end up picking Chuba Hubbard. Kind of paired with, he's very similar, and not as athletic as Christian McCaffrey, maybe not as good as Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he's definitely not as good as Christian McCaffrey, but someone that has a very similar play style as Christian McCaffrey, and, you know, somebody that can, I think, can uh, take some of the pressure off of him a little bit throughout the season. Uh, you know, they go on to get uh, Deontay Brown, someone who I liked a lot, uh, I thought should have been a third round pick. I think somebody that can maybe come in, step in right away, and be a starter right away for your team. I thought he was that good at Alabama. I think a lot of people have problem with his weight issue. Uh, you know, uh, being three forty four, but I think maybe you drop him fifteen pounds, get him to three thirty. Like this dude, he has quick feet for his size. If you drop him, he's going to have quicker feet. Uh, Drop his weight a little bit. If you're able to drop him, game, in, game into a good uh, uh, weight training program or a good weight loss program for him, uh, game stronger, game a little bit lighter. Like he's gonna be a beast. 
I, Deontay Brown, I thought was very good. Uh, I don't know why people were so low on him, but I I thought he was very good at Alabama, and I didn't. I, I thought he was a third round pick, maybe a late second round. I liked him a lot out of Alabama, and then they go out and get Shai Smith from South Carolina, wide receiver, great value in the uh, on the uh, late sixth round there. I thought it was a very, uh, I thought it was a very solid value pick for them, and. I just really loved their draft. I thought they went out, they they filled up some positions of needs like a corner. Uh, they got another wide receiver. Uh, they got a potential uh, project that tackle in the third round, and they go out and they get very good value players in the later rounds that can turn into potential starters for their team and maybe potential uh, you know studs for their teams like Nixon and Brown. Uh, I just really like what they did here, uh, Carolina. I really love. I really love their draft, and they're they're really putting their trust in the Sam Darnold, which I liked a lot. You know, they're willing to go out and they're willing to trust Sam Darnold. Um, you know, uh, with their uh, 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 with this team, so I really like what they did here. So yeah, we're moving to the AFC now. Uh, and uh, with the AFC, I uh, or with the AFC North, we'll start with the AFC North and the AFC here. And I got uh, the Bengals at a B minus here, uh, and mainly solely is not getting the protection you needed with uh, uh, the protection Joe Burrow needed. You need to go out and get. You need to get Penasol there. You can go out and get a wide receiver. At another time, but you need to go out and get Penasol. Uh, I, I just I didn't I didn't like the pick there. I thought it was something that they should have done. They got to get Jackson Carmen, who I think is a guard, not a tackle, in the second round. Uh, and I just I wasn't too fond of what they did here. They go out and they get. Uh, I like what they did in the later rounds, but uh early on I just did not like what they did here. But third round they go get Joseph Asai. I think somebody with high upside, a high upside as rusher uh for uh from Texas that I think is very solid. They go out and get uh Cameron Sample, same way I think somebody that you can if you can refine his skills, uh he's a very he's gonna be a very solid edge rusher for your team. They go out and get uh Tyler Shelvin, defensive tackle. Very he's gonna he's gonna clog some holes. He's three fifty uh, six two six two three fifty from LSU, uh, uh, nose tackle. So I, I really like what they did here. They went edge, um, and especially in these middle rounds, they went um, they went and they try to get players that can play on the edge right away or play on this defensive line right away and maybe have an impact uh, or maybe have a role right away for this team. I think Joseph Asai, you can maybe put him on on third down plays uh, or passing situations and just let him go after the passer. I think. Uh, he's just very good at he's, he has very good technique rushing the passer. Uh, I think there's some issues with him. He gets off the ball kind of slow. He needs to pick up some weight a little bit. Uh, but you can get some of it like some of those stuff. I think those main things we find. I think he's gonna be a very solid player. Uh, Sample I thought was a very solid player from Tulane uh, as well. That can maybe come in right away. And then Tyler Shelvin, I think he's gonna just, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a gap eater. Now he's just gonna eat up gaps. And I really like what they uh, did there. Uh, get, picking uh, going defensive line there. They go out and get Dante Smith, someone who I wasn't too big on. 
uh, from East Carolina in the fourth round. Uh, they probably could have got somebody a little bit better there. But uh, I, I really like what they kind of did here in the later rounds. I thought they went out and they got val- uh, some very good value picks, some very solid picks in the later rounds. I just wasn't too overly impressed with their draft. That's why they're a B minus instead of maybe a B plus or something like that. And I think a lot of that hinders on not getting Panay Sewell or not getting Rashawn Slater with their pick, but instead going for Jamar Chase. I wasn't too big on that. So we'll move into a tie here for uh, for uh, kind of second place in this division. And we're going to go with uh, Baltimore first, and then we'll get into the other team here. I think Baltimore had a very solid draft. I gave them a B. I gave both of these teams a B here. Uh, you know, Rashad, they go out and they get Rashad Bateman, uh, and then they go out and they get a very athletic guy from Penn State, uh Adife Uwu uh, from Penn State, somebody who's very raw. I didn't think showed a lot of uh, pass rushing nuance uh, off the edge there, but it's somebody that you know Baltimore has been able to develop into a star player. Uh, you look at Matthew Judon. You know a lot of people are comparing him to Matthew Judon. Uh, you know a very athletic freak of nature that's very raw. But if you can develop him, he's going to be a stud. And that that's one of the things. Uh, and I think you have better players that can maybe go in right away for this team. Uh, you know, they could have gone and got Tevin Jenkins at tackle. They could have gone out and maybe got another wide receiver like Elijah Moore, the pair with Bateman uh, and Marquise Brown. But uh, I, like th- this is one of the picks I was like, I don't know, that and the t- try-on pick from Tampa Bay, it was one of the picks I was like, maybe I'm not too fond of here. But, you know, I really like what they did here. Uh, uh, you know, he's somebody that they're, that they've proven that they can develop into a star player. And, you know, you can't, and, you know, I can't get too mad at it. Or not too mad at it, but uh, I can't hate on it too much. But I, I just wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't too overly impressed with it. They're going to get Ben Cleveland, uh, someone who I liked a lot out of Georgia, late third round uh, guard, who's going to be able to move people. He fits. He fits. The, he fits the Baltimore offense to a T. Uh, they go on to get Tylen Wallace in the fourth round, someone who I, uh, uh, I, I, thought, I thought was pretty solid. It's a good value there in the fourth uh, from Oklahoma State wide receiver uh, Sean Wade uh, in the fifth round, somebody who. Had a down year. Somebody thought it was a lot. A lot of people thought it was due to his effort on the field. But if you can maybe get some of that effort out of him, uh, it'd be. I think he's going to be a very solid player. Like he has all the intangibles. It's the effort. And a lot of people saw that on film, and that's why he dropped. Some of the effort plays. Uh, you know, like he lost. Like he didn't have the effort that you wanted to see out of him uh, at Ohio State. But you know, maybe that can be fixed in the NFL and maybe, you know, he turns out to be a very solid player because he has all the intangibles. It's more the, a lot of people I think saw the effort from him. Uh, and then they go on and they get Daylon Haynes from uh, Notre Dame as well. Uh, someone that, uh, you know, is a very solid player in the fifth round. I think a good value pick uh, for Baltimore. And they were, I think they, they just went after positions of need, uh, you know, or they went after yeah positions of need almost where they needed, Another, they needed another edge rusher. They went after that. Uh, they didn't go for value. They went for positions of needs here. They went Bateman, who I think is a good value and a good position of need uh, player. Been Cleveland the same way. 
But, you know, I think they, just want, they wanted to go fill gaps or patch holes on their teams rather than going out and maybe uh, transforming their team, I should say, with uh, good value picks. Like, I think it's very similar to what I think Atlanta, Atlanta usually does, but, in, but now what they did this year, uh, I think uh, it's just more of those. I, I just wasn't too big on it. Uh, Try to get the words right. I'm trying to uh, – I just wasn't too – Big on what they did, uh, you know. I'm I'm more go get value players, go get players that are best available, uh, that can make an impact right away. Maybe at a position that you maybe you don't need, but that can go make an impact right away for your team, or you think that can go make an impact right away for your team. Rather than getting position to need, maybe somebody that can develop into something in a year or two. Like the only position that you do that with is a quarterback. If it's a wide receiver. Uh, and you need to develop him with the position of need. You're going to get players like uh, Darius Hayward Bay uh, going all the way back with uh, with uh, with the Oakland Raiders when they drafted him. I think six overall. Somebody that had a lot of question marks. It was very fast, but you know wasn't the most refined receiver. But the Raiders needed a position of need. Uh, needs somebody that to fill to fill in that wide receiver spot. Uh, and it just didn't. Uh, I think it was right after Randy Moss left as well. So yeah, it was like they need somebody to fill in that spot, and uh, you know, so they, uh, he just, uh, you know, it wasn't a good. It wasn't a good pick there. They went after position and need rather than uh, you know good value. And I, I think that's what uh, Baltimore did here as well. So I kind of a little bit uh, over on that one. But yeah, yeah, it's just think it was more position uh, needs rather than a value pick there. So with the Steelers uh, is my is the other team tied for second in this division with a B. I thought they had a good draft. I love the Najee Harris pick. I thought that was amazing. Uh, amazing pick there. I, I really liked it. Uh, what, uh, especially with James Conner leaving for Arizona. But you know they go on and get Penn State, Penn State or Penn State tight end in the second round. Penn State's been able to produce these tight ends uh, here here of late, which I think they maybe could have gone out and maybe get somebody a little bit better, in my opinion. Uh, maybe like a two-two Atwell. Maybe they can go out and they can get another wide receiver, uh, offensive lineman like a Creed Humphrey, who I thought they probably should have got, especially with that Pouncey retiring. Uh, this off season, uh, like I just don't, I, I didn't understand the tight end pick there, but but they go on, they go, but in the third round they go on, they get their center from Illinois, Kendrick Green, uh, someone who has a lot of athletic ability. Uh, I think he uh, needs to refine his skills a little bit, but he's an athletic freak. If you can get his re- re- uh, skills refined a little bit, he's gonna be a very solid player for you. Uh, Dan Moore, uh, junior tackle from uh, Texas A&M. He was he was a Senior Bowl guy that played pretty solid in the Senior Bowl. Uh, for uh, uh, he played for Texas A&M, but he played very solid in the Senior Bowl. And then with their next uh, four picks, they go out and they get uh, they go out and they get uh, defensive players. They're trying to fill in those defensive holes there. They go out and get Quincy Roach in the sixth round, Trey Norwood from Oklahoma in the Seventh round, good value picks there, and then they go on. They get uh, a lot of people's favorite punter now, uh, per, uh, uh, Presley Harvin the third from Georgia Tech. Somebody who I saw at Georgia Tech, and I was like, this dude has a leg on him. 
You know, he's not your typical punter. He's 5'11", 263 pounds. He's built like a linebacker. Um, but he has a leg on him. He's very good, too. If you haven't seen him at Georgia, you need to go look him up. He's very he's a very good punter, and it's, I think it's a good value there uh, with, uh, with what they want out of their punter. So I, I really like their draft. They just didn't do anything too flashy. I thought they could have maybe gone another way with a couple of their picks. But... It wasn't anything too. I don't think like too anything that I didn't like a lot. I think it was a. I think it was a very solid draft for them. I, th- I think their draft was just a very solid draft. Uh, that's why I gave them a B. So with Cleveland or Cleveland, I gave them an A. Cleveland has been dominating these drafts here of late, and I've really been liking what they're doing. They went on to get Greg Newsom uh, in the first round. Somebody who I wasn't too high on, but I think I'm starting to like maybe turn the corner on him a little bit. And starting to like him a little bit more and more. I think each day, I think I think about it. Uh, you know, then they go on the JOK in the second round, a late second round. Somebody who I thought was a first round top fifteen pick. Uh, I, I just love those two picks, and it's and it's positions of need. You know, they go on to get value, but they go on to get positions of need as well. You know, Greg Newsom, uh, their secondary was a huge issue for them. Last year, they go out and get a linebacker, somebody that can fill in that hole that Joe Schubert left uh, when he left last offseason to Jacksonville. And I, I just really like what they did here. I, I really liked what Cleveland did here uh, in this draft. They go out and get a very speedy receiver in Anthony Schwartz in the third round, late third. James Hudson, one of my favorite tackles. Somebody, If you can refine some of his skills, he's going to be a very solid tackle in the NFL. Uh, and he uh, he has all the intangibles. He's quick. He's powerful. Uh, I do think he needs to get a little bit stronger at times. Uh, but I think a lot of that is a little bit technique. I think he stands up too much, or he has he doesn't get his pad level low enough at times. And I think if he fixes that, I think he's fine. And he struggles with inside moves a lot, uh, and kind of anchoring down when somebody does a uh, inside inside move on him. He struggles with that a little bit. But if but if you can refine some of his skills, I think he's gonna be a very solid uh, tackle for you in the NFL uh, or for your team. And you know they go out and they get defensive tackle here uh, in the fourth round, and they go out and they get defensive three straight defensive players after Hudson, uh, and then they go out and they get uh, Demetric Felton in the sixth round as well. Somebody that can play, uh, if I'm mistaken, can play running back as well. Uh, he's just a very he's a he's a uh, he's a weapon that you want on your team that can play wide receiver that can play running back. You pick him up in the sixth round. That's just a very solid pickup, uh, especially with what they have on the uh, offensive end. So I just love what they did here. They went out and they got what they needed out of this draft, and their team's a lot better in my opinion. I just love what they did here. Um, I really loved what the the Browns did in this draft. I thought they did a great job. So we're going to the AFC East here. Real quick, and yeah, I got three teams tied for last place. I love what this AFC East did. I'm not, I'm not gonna. His, I love what this AFC East did in this draft. But I'll start. I'll start with the Bills here, since uh, since they're right uh, right beside Cleveland here. Uh, I'll start with the Bills, and they went on to get Gregory Russo. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but I think he's going to be a maybe. I think he can be a really good run stopper right away for your team. Until you develop some of those pass rushing skills for him, he's a person who hasn't played uh, as hasn't been an edge rusher a, a while, and I think he's still learning those skills. 
you know, you can line him up nose tackle. You can line him up in the three technique. You can line him up outside. You know, he's a very versatile versatile guy that you can do that with. With his size, uh, I think what is he six seven, six seven, two sixty six. I think he needs to gain some weight. But you know, his length is a huge product of what, how he plays, and I think he's gonna be a very solid player in the NFL. I think he's gonna be a run stopper at first, and then see how you can develop his pass rushing technique. But they go out and they go get Carlos Basham, Jr. Uh, from Wake Forest, uh, defensive end slash like three technique. Uh, you know, he's a he's a he's a pass rusher. He's not he's not the best run stopper in the world, but he's the pass rusher. And I really liked uh, what they went after here uh, in these first two picks. They won the beef up their defensive line, and they did that uh, with two players that are, very, are that are project players, very raw, uh, in my opinion, uh, very raw players that maybe need some a little bit more refinement. Maybe a little bit undersized uh, with Basham at two or two seventy four, at six three. But you know, if you can maybe gain some weight on them, I think they're gonna be very solid players in the NFL. And then with their next two picks, they go out and they get six eight uh, Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa tackle, and they go out and they get another tackle, uh, another six eight player from Miami Ohio. So they got two Mahimas back to back. And the third and mid fifth rounder, and uh, like this is players that you want that you can make a difference on your team uh, that can maybe you can develop in a year or two, and they can be uh, starters right away, or they can be starters for your team. You can maybe move them in the guard uh, with how big Josh Allen is, and you know he won't have any problems. He won't have any problems seeing over them, uh, and they're going to be able to move people uh, with their size. So I just I really I really like what uh, I really like what they did here with their four, first four picks to go out and get Marquis Stevenson in the uh, sixth round. Somebody I liked a lot with a lot of speed that really fits their team. Uh, and they go out and get safety corner and then guard in the in the last three picks there. But those first uh, five picks I think are just so good. I think really they really improved on their team a lot. Um, I really, I really like what Buffalo did here. I really do. I, I think it's a very, they had a very good draft, a very, very good draft here, and I was very impressed with what they did in this draft. I, just, I really like what they did. I, I like what all these teams did here, but uh, I just really, I really like what they did here. So we'll move on to New England here and what they did. I gave them an A minus as well. Um, you know, they picked up Mac Jones. Uh, you know, they get the quarterback of the future. Very interested to see how that plays out. And I thought they may, they may try to go uh, Justin Fields, maybe try to trade up for him because it's a very similar style to what Cam Newton plays. I hadn't compared to Cam Newton uh, coming out of uh, I, when I did the uh, when we did the draft rankings. But, you know, they're going to get Mac Jones. He fits the Bill Belichick archetype. You know, a pocket passer, someone that can read defenses, and I think if he sits a year, I think he's going to be fine. He's a person that if he once he once he knows the offense, he can like let me get a drink. I'm like losing my voice here, real quick. Uh, once he uh, sorry, my uh, I had the mic too. Sorry if you're like a bump there. I was losing my voice there, but uh. He's a player that if you if once you get uh 
once you get uh, once he learns the playbook, he's going to be just fine. And I think once you give him a year to learn the playbook, uh, you know, I think New England's going to be a very solid team again. Uh, you know, we'll see how they do this year with Cam Newton back in the lineup. But you look at him in this Alabama. Uh, they, uh, how you play at Alabama? You know, his first uh, couple games, or his first uh, 2019 when he came in for Tua, when Tua got injured, he played okay. Uh, I, think he's, I think he probably played a little bit nervous at times, but he played okay. Uh, but he didn't play good. He didn't play great. He goes into his senior year this past year in 2020 and just dominates. He knows the playbook a lot better. He's working with the first team. He's gaining that chemistry with those receivers throughout the offseason. And I think he's just that type of guy. He's a guy that he has to know his receivers. Uh, he builds the chemistry with his receivers. He... Uh, not think of this the right way. He builds his chemistry with his receivers, and he learns the playbook uh, as well, and he knows the inside and out. And I thought it was a very good pickup for them. And then I really like what they did here with their next three picks. They went with defensive tackle, Christian Barmore from Alabama. They they couldn't stop. They, New England's been having struggles stopping the run here of late, and they need somebody that uh, they need um, a, whole, a, a gap eater. There we go. Uh, I was like whole clogger, but gap eater sounds a lot better than that. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I really like that pick there uh, in the second round. There, uh, uh, Ronnie Perkins in the third round, I thought was a very solid pickup for uh, uh, for Perkins uh, or for New England uh, in the third round. His very solid player, I thought was a mid second round, early second round pick that they got uh, late third. And then they get uh, Ramondre Stevenson, running back from Oklahoma, somebody that's very similar to LeGarrette Blunt. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt, that's just going to wear down defense throughout the game. Very patient, has good hands. Uh, and he's, he's not the most athletic guy, but he's going to wear down your defense. He's very physical. I just like the pick. He fits that New England style of offense. And, you know, they go up and they just get, uh, they go out and get two defensive players next, uh, linebacker and a safety. Uh, and then they get a tackle, and then they get a wide receiver. So I, I really like what they did here in this draft, especially with their with their four main picks here, the, fir- the first four rounds. They were able to get uh, players that can make it, I think, play right away, can maybe make a difference right away for their team. And they go on to get the quarterback of the future for them. So I, you, can't, you can't really say it was a bad draft for them. I really like what they did here. Uh, I gave him an A minus, and especially where they got Mac Jones, they were they didn't have to trade up for him at all. Uh, I think they did a very good job, uh, just being patient and waiting for stuff to drop to them. So I really like what they did. So they go, hey, and then we go to the other A minus here, which is the uh, which is the Jets. I thought the Jets had a fantastic draft as well. I think uh, Miami just had a little bit better of a draft, and I'll get into them in a second. But you know, Zach Wilson. Um, I loved him out of BYU. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Uh, you know, I think he's going to come in and be that franchise quarterback for them. Um, they go out and they get Elijah Vera Tucker, somebody who can move the guard or tackle. You know, a very versatile guy, but a lot of teams are looking for out of your offensive linemen nowadays. Um, very solid pickup with the 14th overall pick in the first round. Uh, as well, they traded up to go get him. Because uh, they, ne- they need somebody to pair up. 
sorry there. I had to, like my voice is kind of going here. I've been talking almost an uh, hour and a half now at this point. Uh, hour and 40 at this point. So I'm going to try to finish it up here shortly. Uh, yeah, I've got well, two more divisions after this. Uh, so, yeah, Elijah Vera Tucker, a very solid pickup here. Elijah Moore, uh, I thought was a uh, it's a it's a great pickup there. I thought he was a first round pick of Ole Miss. He's a dude that can play running back, wide receiver. He can play anything on the field. They go out and they get Michael Carter, uh, North Carolina running back, very good, a very good running back. Doesn't have that breakaway speed that you hope to see from him, but he's very elusive. Uh, you know, has solid hands, not the best. I think uh, his partner in crime. Uh, Blinking on his name here, I'll get to him in a second. But his partner in crime, I think it was a lot better receiver. Uh, going out of, uh, oh man, I'm blinking on his name here. I can't think of his name, but uh, and I it was, I think a lot better player than Carter. But Carter was a very good player. Uh, you know, he's fast. Uh, you know, I think he, he 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 has good acceleration. Like when he sees a hole, he goes through the hole. But once he uh, uh, but but he doesn't have the top end. He doesn't have the breakaway speed that you want from a running back. But he's a very good running back that can read holes and all of that. And they go out and they get safety with their next two picks. Uh, uh, the Jets do. They go out, or actually in the next five picks, they go out and they get secondary. Something that they struggle with. They were the worst. Uh, they were the worst. Uh, I think they gave up the most passing yards per game last year. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, and they go up in the next five picks, and they get good values uh, all the way down uh, with cor- with three safeties and two corners. And I just really like what they did there. They were like, you know, we're going to get our franchise quarterback. We're going to build around him with our first four picks. And then Robert Salah was like, you know what? For the last uh, for the last six picks of our draft, we're going to go defense. We're going to beef up this defense. And that's what they did. I really like what they did here. Uh, with their draft, they were able to go offense heavy, build build around their uh, rookie quarterback, uh, and then go out and they go out and get uh, defense and get what Robert Slaw likes and what players, what type of players he likes, and, they, and then that he can develop as well. Uh, I just really like what they did in this draft, and like I said, I really like what the AFC East did as the draft as a whole. So, yeah, we're going to go to Miami here, last team in the AFC East. And I really love what they did here. Uh, they went out and they got Jalen Wad. They got, I think they got three first-round picks. And, uh, well, two in the first and then uh, one early uh, second with a fourth overall pick. I think they got three first-round caliber players. You know, they go out and they get Jalen Waddle. They go out and get Jalen Phillips. And they go out and they get Javon uh, Holland, the three Jays there. Uh, you know, uh, Phillips defensive end or Waddle. Well, I'll go with Waddle first. Alabama wide receiver Phillips defensive end or edge rusher from Miami. Holland a safety slash corner from Oregon. You know, I really like what they did here. Uh, Holland's very uh, going to Holland here. He's very similar to one the, to the McCordys. Can play slot. Can play corner. Can play safety. He's just an all around type of guy. And they just picked up Jason McCordy as well. So, you know, they. He's someone that he can learn on. He can learn under as well, and I really like what they did there. He's a he's a player that's very similar to the McCordys, and you know fits that New England style of defense. What Brian Flores loves to run, and Phillips does as well. I really love that Jalen Phillips pick there. 
very solid player, great technique. Uh, you know, his injury issues with concussions is very scary, but, you know, I really love what they did there. Jalen Waddle, you know, like I said earlier, they go out and they get him. Uh, they pair him up with Tua uh, as well. And uh, I really like what they did. Uh, did there, they pair him up with Tua. I think him and Tua had a better connection than him and, uh, than Tua and Devonta Smith. And uh, I, I really just like what they did with uh, with that pick there. I thought it was very solid. And they go on to get Liam Eisenberg in the in the with their second second round pick uh, for Notre Dame. Somebody that's just a very solid player that can maybe go in and play guard. Uh, very nasty player. Very very physical. Liked him a lot uh, coming out of Notre Dame. I think he's going to be a very solid player. They go on to get a tight end and then tackle and then uh, running back with the last couple picks there. I'm losing my voice. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I just really uh, really like what they did. I think they had a very solid draft. Uh, you know, I don't think it was it, it was a great draft for them. I think they just keep building on the foundation of the last couple of years. And they keep building with great young talent. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me there. I'm coughing. But uh, they just keep building on this great young talent. And, you know, they can't... It's a... Uh, I guess it's stuff that they... Uh, I, re- I really love to see uh, teams just... Teams that have been bad for a while be able to f- turn around their organizations. Like with Cleveland, now Miami. Uh you know, I really love what they did in this draft. I, I really do. I, I think it was, especially the last couple of drafts, I really love what they've done. And, you know, I, I really like Brian Flores. I think he's been a phenomenal coach for this team. And, you know, I think I think this team's headed in the right direction. I really do. So, yeah, we'll move on here uh, to the AFC West. And then we got the AFC South, and then we're done with this long podcast. Um, sorry for it. Sorry for it going so long, and my voice is going out as well. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into it here. We'll go with the uh, Broncos. Uh, or we'll, uh, we'll go with the Raiders here, since they're by Miami. Uh, we'll go with the Raiders here. I got both of them, the Broncos and the Raiders, at a B, kind of tied for that last place there. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I think a lot of. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, the Raiders comes from Alex Leatherwood, and, and I like what May, Mike Mayotte said. Though, um, you know, they thought they can go out and get a a good right tackle, somebody that you know is going to be it's going to be a starter right away from you or right away for your team uh, at right tackle, maybe at guard. Uh, that can go in the start right away for your team. That can fill in a hole right away for your team, and they go out and they get him. You know, I'm not too. You know, I wasn't uh, not too mad at that. I think it's a. Uh, uh, I think it's a good pick for them. I, I I think it's a good pick. I would have picked him in the second round. Uh, I think he would have fell to there, but I really like what they got there in the pick. He's very physical, moves people a lot. Uh, I think he struggles with speed rushers on the edge. That's why I would move him into uh, guard. But I think if you maybe put him at right tackle, I think he'll be very solid at right tackle. Uh, for your team, maybe fill in that gap that you, uh, Trent Brown left for your team. So I really like what they did there. They're gonna get Trayvon uh, Moore, uh, I think how you pronounce his name, uh, safety out of TCU. And with their next, let me see here, one, two, three, five. With the next five picks, they're going to get defense, and I love that. You know, this defense has been pretty bad the last couple of years. 
and they needed to fix it, uh, especially in the secondary. You know, they go out and they get three safeties uh, with more uh, with Mori from TCU. A lot of people thought he was a first round pick. You know, they only get Devon Diablo or Diablo, I think is how you pronounce his name, um, from Virginia Tech, 6'3", 226 pounds, uh, safety out of Virginia Tech. Uh, very a very freak of nature type of guy. They go out and get Tyree Gillespie, uh, you know, a very good uh, downhill type of guy that you want uh, stuff in the run on your team out of Missouri. And they go out and get somebody I played with actually in the high school, Nate Hobbs. I went to the same high school, played football with him uh, in high school at Mel in Louisville. Uh, you know, he went to Illinois and you know had a really good, really good. Uh, you know, collegiate career there, and then get drafted in the fifth round by uh, by Las Vegas. So I'm very excited to see what you know what he does. Somebody I played I uh, played uh, high school football with. So I'm very excited to see what Nate Hobbs does uh, in the NFL and see if he gets a spot or if he gets a starting spot or see how good he see how good he does. It's cool to see people that you know you know that you know makes it make it to the NFL. But uh, yeah, I just really like going back to the Raiders here. I just really like what they did. They went out and they got defense. They filled a position of need early, and then they went out and they got defense, and they're trying to beef up their defense, especially their secondary. And I really like what they did here. I think they had a very solid draft. Uh, and then we're going to go to, uh, I think, was it Denver here? Yeah, it's Denver here. I'll go to Denver. Um, you know, they go out and they get faster Shatan. For me, I, didn't, I wasn't too fond of it. Uh, you know, they go out and they get Kyle Fuller, but you know, uh, you know, but a lot of teams are doing the New England approach. They're building for secondary down for some reason, uh, just getting really good secondary players. And I think he fits Vic Vangio's defense. Uh, Pedro Sertan does. I think he fits it. I think him and Kyle Fuller are going to be very good together on uh, Vic Vangio's defense. I think their secondary may be back to where it was. Javante Williams, that's the other North Carolina running back I was blanking on. Uh, I love this pickup for him. Philip Lindsay ended up leaving in the offseason. They needed a new running back to kind of pair up with uh, Melvin Gordon there. And Javante Williams is going to be that guy, and he's probably going to be the future back for this team um, probably probably halfway through the season. A great receiver, a great route runner. Uh, doesn't have the elite speed that you want, uh, but great vision, great acceleration through the hole. He's everything you want out of a running back, except he doesn't have that breakaway speed that you want. Uh, as both things with the North Carolina running backs, like they have that breakaway speed, but they're just a very, very good, very patient. I think Javante Williams has a little bit better uh, receiving background, but yeah, I really like uh, those first two picks there with uh, uh, Denver, and then I think their draft gets kind of a little bit weird here. Uh, I didn't like the Quinn Mincer pick. Uh, you know, I wasn't too big on him in the senior bill. I didn't think he did that well. Uh, the Wisconsin Whitewater uh, guard, deep three guy, that uh, senior bill darling that analysts tried to hype up a lot. I didn't think he did that well, but they picked him late third. Uh, Baron Browning, one of my favorite guys. Uh, someone that... Uh, you know, it's very similar to uh, that. Real, that is a Vic Vangio type of guy. He loves those athletic, uh, maybe undersized. Uh, he's not really undersized, but um, it kind of looks like it on film a little bit. But he's not undersized at all. Six three, two forty five. I actually didn't know his measurements until now. Um, but 
Well, I may have forgot him there, but yeah, he's a very athletic guy that you want on your team, or that you want at the linebacker position that can go silent on the sideline, that can cover uh, opposing linebackers and stuff. And that's somebody that you, if you can refine the skills, it's going to be a very solid player. For your team, they go on to get safety with the next two picks in the fifth round. Uh, you know, you can find some very good safeties late in the uh, draft. Uh, that can be a very good starter for your team right away. Uh, not a starter, but a very good uh, player for your team. And that can make an impact right away, at a, maybe as a rotational piece. And then you go and you get Seth Williams, wide receiver out of Auburn, in the... Uh, in the uh, sixth round, uh, someone who I thought was very solid, uh, uh, very solid uh, receiver uh, at Auburn. I thought he had uh, some very good. He's a great fifty-fifty guy, so I can go up and get fifty-fifty balls for your team. Uh, one thing though, I was wanting them to do is maybe go out and get a linebacker. I think they need somebody to fill in that uh, inside linebacker gap, and I don't think they did that necessarily. I think Browning can develop into one, but I think that's one thing they were kind of missing with their team, what or with their draft was, and I feel like the Broncos didn't really get that. Uh, that I don't know, like uh, I like the first two picks. I just think they, I don't know, they're, I don't know, uh, I, I don't know. I think I'm talking myself into liking their picks a little bit more uh, right now than what I did at first, but. You know, I really liked what uh, Denver did. I think their I think their draft was really good. I think it makes their team better, and you know, if if I think it fits Vic Vangio what he wants to run with his team, and I really like what they did here in this draft. So, so we'll move here with the Chiefs. With I gave them a B plus. Uh, here uh, they got Nick Bolton in the second round uh, with their first pick. Uh, you know, inside linebacker, very athletic guy, very. You know, he was one of the very few people that I saw that could bring, uh, that bring uh, Najee Harris down with one hit or uh, initial contact. And I was very impressed by that. You know, he's a guy that, he's a very downhill type of guy that can go in and he likes to he likes to make hits, he likes to tackle, but he's also very athletic. He's the type of guy that you want to see how they develop him, uh, uh, how the Chiefs develop him. And I'm very intrigued to see how they do that. I think it's going to be a very uh, interesting to see how they develop him. I think he's going to be a very good player if they can develop him right. Uh, and then obviously Creed Humphrey went to them thirty-first uh, pick or in the second round or second last pick in the second round and the center out Oklahoma. And I love that pick for them. Uh, you know the offensive line they got injured a lot. They maneuvered a lot of their offensive linemen off the roster this year, like Mitchell Swartz, Eric Fisher. Uh, who recently just got signed by the Colts, and they go on to get somebody that can, like that, that can start right away for them. That can be that immediate impact at center, and I really like the pick there. I, I think it's, I think it's a very it's a very good pick there. Uh, a lot of people showed you had to him beforehand, uh, I, I should say. But Creed Humphrey's a very good player. Uh, then they go out and they they will get a defensive end, uh, a very athletic. Linky guy from Florida State, six six. Uh, jo- jo- uh, Joshua Kinedu from Florida State. So very somebody you can develop there. Uh, and then they go out later and they go get Cornell Powell from uh, uh, Clemson in the fifth round, late fifth round. And I-, I like the pick there. It's a very good. Uh, 
It's a very good pickup. You know, a guy that maybe can go play great. It gives great effort on every play. A guy that can probably be your, your a Matthew Slater. Uh, that uh, my voice just cracked there again. Uh, lose my voice a little bit, but Matthew Slater uh, from New England. That was a very good special teams player for a long time in the NFL. I think he could be that type of guy for the Chiefs. But also, he's very he's a good receiver as well. I think he could come in and make some good catches for your team. Uh, he he had, he had surprisingly good 50-50 uh, ball skills uh, as a smaller receiver at Clemson. And I think he can go up and make some plays like that. He's a high-effort guy that I liked a lot. And then Trey Smith from Tennessee at guard. Somebody that, you know, uh, was high early on in the season, but kind of just fell off a little bit. He gets drafted late six to the Chiefs. And maybe somebody that can maybe play right away for your team. He needs to refine some of his skills, but... Uh, maybe he could be a solid player for your team. But I, I like the Chiefs here. I like what they did here. They went out. They didn't need much, but they needed to beef up some positions. Uh, on the offensive line, they went out and got a really good offensive lineman in Creed Humphrey. And they went out and got a someone, and someone that could be uh, could turn out to be a very good outs- or inside linebacker, Nick Bolton, uh, as well. So I really like what the Chiefs there did there. So we're going to move on to the Chargers. I gave them an A-. minus. And um, my boy, where I lose my voice entirely here. Um, yeah, I gave them, I gave them a minus. I really like what they did here. You know, they go out and they get my favorite tackle, Rashawn Slater, um, at the in the thirteenth with the thirteenth overall pick. Uh, they go out and they get uh, Asante Samuel uh, Jr., a very solid corner, middle of the second round. They go out. And they get Palmer, Josh Palmer, tight end, or not tight end, wide receiver from um, Tennessee uh, in the third round. And they're going to get a tight end from Georgia. Uh, they go out and get Chris Runt from Duke, outside linebacker, as rusher. I just like what they did here in this draft. Uh, I really do. I, I, I just love you, Bill. You you want to protect Justin Herbert. They need to, to go out and protect him. You go out and get my favorite tackle in the draft. Well, I think he's going to be a franchise tackle for years to come. He's not a guard. He's a tackle. I hate how people put him at guard now. Uh, he's a very he's going to be a very good. He's going to be a franchise tackle for a while. And then you got Asante Samuel, who uh, someone that can come in and play slot for you right away. I think he can play outside a little bit as well for your team. But he's gonna be a very—I think he's gonna be a very solid slot corner in the NFL. He's very instinctual. Doesn't have that high athleticism that you may want uh, out of that slot, but he's a very instinctual corner. And then the later rounds, they go out and they get uh, uh, Larry Roundtree, who somebody uh, at running back who I thought was a very solid pickup. He was very solid at uh, Missouri. He's not the most athletic. Uh, get most athletically get the guy. He's very a little bit undersized as well at five eleven, uh, but like he's just a very good. Uh, he's a very patient runner. He, uh, you know, he's a very physical guy for his size, and I think it's maybe solid pickup there uh, for uh, for the Chargers in that late round. And then they go on to get Mark Webb, uh, Georgia out of uh, or safety out of Georgia, six two two twenty. Uh, someone who has, uh, you know, not the, uh, he's a, he's a very good run stopping, uh, run stopping safety. He's not the most, uh, he's not the most athletic, athletically get the guy, but he's somebody that can come in and run stop 
for your team. Uh, maybe put some weight. Uh, I don't know if you put some weight on him, put him at linebacker. Uh, but he's somebody that can maybe you can put in packages there that can uh, be kind of a guy that can guard, that can uh, that can maybe play uh, running backs out of the backfield. I think he's a very uh, solid guy uh, to get in the seventh round, a good value pick there as well. And I just I really like what the Chargers did here, um, and I like a lot a lot I like a lot, a lot of what these teams did here uh, in the draft. I thought a lot of them had a lot of good picks here, but I like the Chargers though. They go, I think the main thing here is they got somebody that can protect uh, Justin Herbert. I think that thing was the main thing. They got somebody that can go out and they, they can protect Justin Herbert. And this offense is going to be I think a lot better this next season than than what it was last season. But I want to take a quick break for a second and then get into the last division. I'm almost at the hour limit mark um, for Anchor. And then uh, get into these last four teams try to make it as quick as possible for y'all. And Because uh, I know it's a long podcast. But uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, if y'all listen to it through here, uh, I just want to say thank you real quick for you and get into that last uh, division. Just thank you for listening for two hours of me talk. Uh, but... Yeah, I'll take a quick break here, and then I'll go uh, into this last division. All right, what's up, everyone? What's up, everyone? I'm back. Um, uh, let's get into this last uh, AFC. Let's get into this last division here, this, the AFC South. Uh, you know, uh, I'll start with the Texans here. I gave the Texans a C plus. They didn't have too many picks um, in the draft, so I'm just gonna get into them real quick. Um, they also they have a good. I didn't give them a good grade. I didn't think they did anything over spectacular. Uh, they went out and got Nico Collins. I think that was their best pick in the draft. They went on uh, late third round, but early third round, their first pick of the draft. Uh, with the third pick of the third round, they got Davis Mills, quarterback out of Stanford. And this is intriguing here. You know what? I think this this puts in perspective where Deshaun Watson is with with this organization. And I think I, like he's a, he's a, he's a solid quarterback at Stanford, uh, very intelligent uh, quarterback. I'm very interested to see him in the preseason, along with all these other rookie quarterbacks that got drafted. Like maybe uh, uh, Sam Ellinger. We'll get into the Colts here in a second. Uh, Ian Book, uh, New Orleans, and then obviously Justin Fields, you know, all these other rookie quarterbacks. But Davis Mills, I'm, I'm really interested to see how he does with the Texans. I'm really, really interested to see what he does in the preseason. But that was a very in- interesting pick. Their first pick, they go quarterback. I think that was a statement move uh, by the Texans organization. Uh, I think uh, Ty- uh, Tyrod Taylor is going to probably start if Deshaun Watson doesn't play. Uh, unless Davis Mills just uh, blows everybody away. But uh, Tyrod Taylor is probably going to start this year if Deshaun Watson doesn't play. And then they go on. As I said, they go on and get Nico Collins, somebody who I thought was a very, very good player out of Michigan. Uh, you just get you just put another wide receiver threat there uh, as well. Somebody at six four, two fifteen that can uh, as a uh, you know has I think he, he's a very he's a fifty fifty guy. He he has I think very good speed. Initially, he doesn't have the top end speed, the breakaway speed that you probably want. But he has like good acceleration off the line of scrimmage. Like he can go and beat corners. He's very physical, and I was very impressed with him when I watched film on him um, coming out of Michigan. At wide, he's uh, he's just a very good, he's a very good wide receiver that I think can be a very solid wide receiver in the NFL for uh, for years to come. 
And then they go on to get a uh, tight end and some defensive players kind of wrap up their draft. Uh, I I wasn't too big on their draft. I thought it was okay. It wasn't too flashy. They didn't have a lot of picks. But they I think they did a solid, adequate job of what they had. But the the, the one thing was, I think it was a statement move going out and get Davis Mills uh, quarterback. I, but they, they got a C-plus. They just didn't have a lot there to do at that draft. And then... We'll go to the Colts here. I gave them a B plus. Uh, if I can find them real quick. I can't find them for some reason. Uh, there we go. All right, yeah. So the Colts here. Uh, so they went out and got Quiddy Pay. I thought Quiddy Pay was a very good uh, pickup there. I love Quiddy Pay uh, coming out of Michigan, edge rusher. I thought it was a very good pickup there. Uh, it's going to be a very good run stopper for you right away. And then I think you develop a little bit of his pass rushing technique. He's going to be very good for your team. And then for the rest of their draft, it was a little bit weird. Uh, you know, everybody knows Chris Ballard picks these high-character guys. They go on to get uh, Deyu uh, Odibiongo, I think, uh, edge rusher from uh, Vanderbilt, which I thought was a little bit weird. I think Joseph Asai may have been a little bit better pick there. He went, like, maybe, like, 10 picks later. Uh, but I, it was very weird about that. Uh, I, I didn't... I didn't get a chance to watch a film on him, so I don't know maybe what they saw on on film. Maybe he, uh, uh, maybe they saw a lot of uh, you know good. He's very, he's a very character type of guy. I, I don't think he was supposed to go this high. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think it was a very weird. Uh, it was a very weird draft for them. They go out and get a tight end uh, from. Uh, SMU, uh, who's a fullback, he's very a, a Kyle Juszczyk type of guy, very solid pickup that you can do a lot of stuff with, I think. Uh, they go out and get a safety, they go out and get Sam Ellinger in the sixth round. So, so for two straight drafts, they drafted a quarterback late, uh, with, late in the round that has a lot of potential. And I think Sam Ellinger is going to be a maybe a Taysom Hill type of guy for them. Uh, that a lot of these teams are looking for nowadays, these these like kind of these quarterbacks that you can convert to maybe like a tight end or a wildcat quarterback that you can have packages for. Uh, a lot of teams are looking for that, and I think Sam Ellinger is going to be that quarterback or going to be that type of player for them. And they go out and they get a wide receiver, six five wide receiver out of West Virginia, uh, and. Uh, I think he's, he's probably a, uh, from Charleston. Uh, uh, I, I, it says I don't know if it's Char- College of Charleston or just Charleston. I don't know too much on him, uh, but it's a very it's a physical type of receiver that you want. And then they go out and get Will Fries from Penn State, big guy, six six, uh, that uh, has played both guard and tackle. He's a very versatile type of guy that. You know, the Colts can develop into probably a starter in the NFL. So, it just, I think it was a solid draft. It wasn't anything too flashy for the Colts, but it wasn't anything spectacular either. either. So, that's why I gave them a B plus. I think it was solid. They filled a position and they filled uh, holes on their team. Uh, they got very good value out of their picks, uh, out of some of their picks, but I wish they could have done a little bit more with their picks as well. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into uh, the Titans here uh, with the A with an A minus. Uh, uh, I I like what they did here in this draft. Let me go to them real quick. They picked up Caleb Farley uh, at the corner. They needed some cornerback help. They got 
Caleb Farley. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be a very good corner in the NFL for them. Uh, they go out and they get uh, Dylan Radunes, tackle out of North Dakota State, someone who I liked a lot. Uh, who, when played in the senior bowl, he really stepped up well, coming from a D1 AA school, uh, and stepped up in the senior bowl and was able to play these uh, these Power 5 school players very well and dominated them. And I liked him a lot. I think he's going to be the type of player that you can come in and maybe fill in that um, Jack Conklin role uh, that when he left for uh, Cleveland uh, in 20, in 20 uh, last offseason. So, you know, you have somebody that can go in and fill that gap for you. I think he's going to be a solid player. He may be a starter right away for your team. They go out and they get uh, Monty Rice from Georgia, a very high-effort guy that, uh, you know, I, I like the lot out of Georgia. I, didn't, I wasn't able to watch film on him, but I watched him throughout the course of the year watching Georgia games because they're always on TV. Uh, and I liked him a lot. He made some he made some really good plays at Georgia, and I think it's a very good pick up there in the late third. Uh, Elijah Molden uh, from Washington, one of my favorite players. I thought he should have been a second-round pick. They get him late third. Uh, safety cornerback hybrid, uh, very similar to a Tyron Matthew. I, I like him a lot. The question is, how do you utilize him? I know a lot of teams struggle with utilizing these hybrid type of guys in the secondary. So... I'm really interested to see like what what they do with him. Uh, but I, I like the pick up there; it's a great value pick. They go out and they get uh, Des Fitzpatrick, wide uh, receiver at Louisville, really good route runner, not the fastest guy in the world, but very good route runner. Uh, someone that can maybe start right not start right away, but maybe have some playing time right away uh, with the way the receiving core is at the moment with uh, Corey Davis leaving and all that. Uh, I think I. Think he's a. It's going to be a solid pickup. I'm very interested to see me being a Louisville fan and all. I'm very interested to see how Des Fitzpatrick does uh, with the Titans there. And then obviously Rashad Weaver, who just got arrested after he got drafted. Um, we'll see what happens with him uh, if he actually get a chance in the NFL or you know if he kind of ruined his chance. So we'll see what happens. But he was a solid player at Pittsburgh, and they go on to get a wide receiver from LSU. You can never go wrong with that. And then especially in the uh, fifth round or the sixth round. And they go out and get a safety out of Oregon. <clears throat> uh, Brady Breeze. Uh, that, uh, a little bit undersized safety from Oregon in the late sixth there. So I just like their draft. They got great value. Positions of need were filled. And they got players that can come in and make an impact right away up until the fourth round. You know, with Des Fitzpatrick, I think somebody that can, you know, maybe not be the best He's not going to be the best guy in the world. But I think he can come in and play very well. Maybe start a game or two for your team. Uh, Elijah Molden, I think the same way, uh, just depending on how they use him. But your first two picks, Farley and Redunes, they're going to be starters right away, I think, for your team. And I think they're going to play really well for your team. So I really like like what the Titans did here in this draft. And the last team, almost done with this podcast, y'all. With this last team, we'll get the Trevor Lawrence in the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I gave them an A, uh, maybe an A plus. I probably would have given them an A plus. I wasn't, I wasn't doing A pluses for some reason, but uh, I love what they did here. Uh, you know, they go out and they get Trevor Lawrence. I wasn't too big on the Travis Etienne pick, uh, but it is what it is. They go out and get uh, Travis Etienne. They go out and get Tyson Campbell, um, early second. Walker Little, somebody who who, who if he can stay healthy 
tackle out of Stanford is going to be a very good tackle in the NFL if he can stay healthy. But those first four picks, you know, they're going to be they're going to be uh, players for your team that are going to make impacts right away. Trevor Lawrence, everybody knows what Trevor Lawrence has become. I think he's going to be a very, he's going to be a good at least his floor is going to be at least just a good quarterback. He's going to be a good quarterback uh, in the NFL. Uh, Kirk Cousins maybe uh, with more athleticism. Uh, it's probably a bad comparison there, but uh, just the sky's the limit for Trevor Lawrence, and you got your franchise quarterback there. Uh, Travis Etienne, you know, you pair him up <clears throat> with this running back from Clemson, which I think they could have gone a lot different. I think they probably should have went, like, maybe not wide receiver, but maybe tackle or, no, they could have gone Trevor Jenkins there. You know, try to protect Trevor Lawrence, but instead they go somewhere else with it uh, or they go uh, – they try to match him up. Uh, try to match Trevor Lawrence up with his uh, running back. Uh, they go get uh, Tyson Campbell, who I think they maybe could have picked up somebody else there. But Tyson Campbell's a very solid receiver, very uh, very solid corner <clears throat> from Georgia. Uh, has a lot of skill, has a lot of athleticism to him. Um, I think he would have been the ideal pick for Green Bay if they were going to go corner there. But they said they went Eric Strokes, and now we're. It's weird because we started with Green Bay, now we're on uh, Jacksonville here. But, you know, Tyson Campbell, I think, is a very uh, he's a, he's a very good player. I think he can turn into a very good player as well. Then I could, talked about Walker Little there. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be very solid. And they go out and they get some very solid players as well. Luke uh, Farrell, someone who I liked a lot out of uh, Ohio State watching film, tied in. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a good... He's a, uh, He's a good blocker. Uh, you know, you can always work on hands, uh, especially with people that are tight ends that are not good hands. But you can't you like, blockings, if you have the blocking technique as a tight end, you're set. You are set. Uh, and then uh, you go and they go out and get Jay Tufili, who someone who I wasn't too big on, but a fourth-round pick for somebody uh, his caliber, I think it's a very solid pickup. They get Andre Sisco. Uh, Syracuse safety, so they just went out and got players. Uh, I liked it a lot. I liked their draft a lot. Uh, and they get the franchise quarterback. They got a tackle that can come in if healthy. Can be a very good player. Uh, they got obviously one of the best running backs in Travis Etienne, somebody that can make an impact right away. Tyson Campbell, somebody that maybe starts right away for their team. I just love what they did here. Uh, that's why I gave him an A in one of the highest grades in this draft class. But thank you all for listening to this extremely long podcast. Uh, if y'all made it this far, uh, just make sure, uh, you know, you like, you share it, you know, uh, you grade it five stars uh, if you enjoyed it that much. If you didn't enjoy it, you know, that's okay as well. Uh, you know, we're just takes and stuff, just, uh, you know, young, uh, young guys taking, young brothers taking their takes on uh, the NFL and all that. But yeah, make sure to like it, uh, share it, rate it five stars, and uh, make sure to uh, follow the podcast on on social media on Twitter at Spark Talk Two, and then on Instagram at Spark Talk. And make sure to follow, uh, you know, my Instagram, uh, my Instagram at underscore Sparky underscore four, uh, and then make sure to follow Houston's. Uh, when uh, Houston's uh, Instagram and Twitter as well at Varsity Ginger Fifty Five, both on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, yeah, so make sure you follow follow those accounts. Make sure you follow Spark Talk Gaming. I've been working on a 
uh, not a gaming video almost, but been working on a little bit of a project. Uh, that's what it's been taking a little bit. I've been working on a project here. Uh, not a gaming video. I'll get the gaming up here. Uh, I'll probably start like a, a uh, another a non-sports related series if you're all uh, be interested in that. Uh, but I wanted to do like a project here uh, coming up here shortly. Uh, so uh, a little bit on that channel, but it's not going to be entirely gaming, but it's going to be mostly gaming on that channel. But yeah, make sure you subscribe to that YouTube channel, and hopefully I can get that up here within the weekend. And I'm excited about this video that hopefully, you know, hopefully it does well. But yeah, thank you all again for listening. And just to make sure, you know, you know, hopefully, you know, your team drafted the players you wanted and all that. And just thank you all if you got to this, if you got to this point in this video, thank you all for, uh, or this podcast, thank you all for uh, listening to it. So uh, just have a great day and uh, talk to you all soon.